Hello! We are back. It is a Monday. Uh, I have returned and I've accidentally frozen my two uh, friends, but they're back They're back live. Uh, we've got Carlo, as always. Hey. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, this week we're joined, as it says in the bottom there, uh, by Jasper, uh, Danny, above. How you doing, buddy? Very buddy. <laughs> Good. Good stuff. Uh, now, if anyone doesn't know who Jasper is... Um, then you haven't been onto the site recently because Jasper is a pretty good player. Basically, that's the long and short of it. Alright, um, right, isn't he? He's alright. I've heard he's okay. Yeah, I've heard he's. I've heard he's like uh, at least average, if not better. Um, so uh, I guess we'll see in due course uh, when he talks about his knowledge of the game. Um, but yeah, currently ranked number one on stats. He's won every tournament that's possible to win, uh, basically. Uh, for someone in Italy, that is, who doesn't travel as much coming out of COVID and things like that. Um, I expect him to win every event he's got the opportunity to travel to this year. So I'm expecting him to win. You coming to the LGT, Danny? Yes, I'll be coming to the LGT. Yes. Uh, so he will be winning the LGT. Uh, <laughs> I, I expect. Sure about <laughs> <laughs> um, I wouldn't bet on me. <laughs> um, and he'll also, no doubt, be winning. Um, are you going to any German events? I don't know about any German events so far, but why not? So my team and I, we, we like to travel uh, around Europe. So we've been to Santander and we will probably go to France for the nationals there and LGT and those. Mm -hmm. Well, there so we go. Watch out. Coming, coming, coming to a tournament near you. Yeah. He also plays a lot yeah. of Targs. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, which we'll no doubt get to in due course, uh, telling us the fantastic story of how he plays Targaryens purely for the lore. Um, <laughs> so, um, all right then. Shall we delve into the most important thing to talk about ever, which has happened over the weekend? Or should we just ignore it and go on to other stuff? I don't know which bit of the weekend you want to talk about. It was, an, it was an eventful week. It was an eventful week. It was. But the most important thing, I think, is to talk about the boxes that randomly appeared in Scotland yesterday. The, the absolute full meme that is Night's Watch Heroes 3 have literally been released before Night's Watch Heroes 2. Yep. <laughs> um... Any notes like, players actually, out there? it was a joke for such a long time, but like it has actually come true in the UK. Night's Watch Heroes three is out. Mm -hmm. Night's Watch Heroes two is not. Refolk Heroes three is out. Refolk Heroes two is not. <laughs> you really can't make this up, can you? Uh... Lannister Heroes three is out. Red cloaks are not. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, God. It's, uh... I'm still waiting for Red Clocks 2 in Italy, and everybody's freaking out. Fair enough. I mean, Red Clocks might be good again. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> With the... They might be good again after being amazing, then nerfed, and then now the new commanders <laughs> might make them good again. It's, like, uh... What the hell? 
I love how it's a, bit, a little bit like the 1.6 Mammoth saga, isn't it? Mammoths were really good to the point of being busted, and then they were released. And roughly the same time they were released, they were nerfed. <laughs> and everyone went, what do you mean they're busted? These aren't very good. <laughs> um, right. Anyway, we'll dive in. And we'll dive in with the first reveals. Um, all of these pictures are courtesy of uh, Connor Kerr and John Craig. Um, Connor took some lovely, uh, better versions of the start ones for me as well. Sent them over yesterday, which is great. Uh, but those two lads up in Scotland, friends of mine and Carlos, we played against them loads. Um, uh, absolutely great lads. Uh, they went and actually picked them up from the store Common Ground Games, which is where the uh, Scottish GT was held, uh, where they were able to pick them up and uh, obviously open them, show the world what was inside. Uh, so let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, we've got... Belgroth was just in chat, by the way, uh, yeah, saying that he might have Night's Watch images by tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. So uh, as is classic on the Tuesday, just after Tony Ground, there'll be some more stuff to talk about. Um, so... First of all, we've got House Cast Stark Loyalists. Um, these guys were kind of shown off a little bit in over the weekend. I think it was on a Saturday or something. Someone post up images with just like the front cards. These were seen. Um, these are in at five points for uh, for Starks uh, with five movement, a seven five four profile on a four plus, a four plus armor, six plus morale. They have uh, precision on their base attack and also have the perseverance and valor healing a wound before they roll their attack dice um for five points right they're falling into the new category that is kind of like dominated heavily by starts on swords um carlo your initial thoughts on this unit they're fine they're like they're very comparable to starts on swords like some people kind of like speculated that they couldn't be five. I mean, I don't think that they're better than Starks One Swords, right? No. I felt that they had to be five, and they are five, and they're fine. They're another option. Um, I have not. Yeah, I I value precision. I think precision is quite a good ability. Um, in amongst um a very very hardened meta that kind of like is coming to exist these days. Um. Perseverance and Valor, you know, it's it's interesting. They're interesting because they're different flavor to Stark Swan Swords. They don't really um, lean into, like, being on their last rank. They don't lean into what the Starks have leaned incredibly heavily into um, at the moment. Which is like a capo while having a cup on your last rank. Um, I do think the precision drink brings them certainly something a little bit different. Um, Danny, you don't play much many Starks, right? In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna spy here for a second. I'm gonna see how many Stark games you've played. You have played two. Maybe. You played... <laughs> yeah, I think two. <laughs> um, what do you think of this unit? What do you think of this unit? I think they're fine. We were talking here in Italy as well about them before knowing the cost price, and we basically said the same thing that Carlo just said that. They they were supposed to be five, right? If they were six, they were probably garbage. And nobody will play them at six. But at five, they are they're fine. You can choose between them or the source. More or less, they are the same value, I think. Mm -hmm. And no. I also agree that about precision. But a friend of mine said, okay, they they prefer not to rework Arsenal 
so they just spam it now. So everybody can have heart and have for the place. And so precision may be a very good ability now. Even yeah, I, much I, I agree. I, I think I think that they're they they don't want to admit that hardened isn't right, and they're trying to inject as many counters to hardened as they can into the game, so that they don't have to rework hardened itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that I think that that is very yeah. Uh, hardened is a problem. I think hardened is a problem right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more more veterans. We can see them everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a massive issue. Um, uh, and not in like a it's game breakingly bad, but it's a problem in that you have to think about it. Like we people talked about expert duelists for some time being like a thing you have to think about in list building, whereas me and Carlo argued that yeah you kind of have to, but you don't really consider it most of the time. Whereas hardened you have to have a solution for. If you don't present a hardened solution, you'll struggle into those kind of those problems that present themselves. Um, to answer a question that just came up in chat from Owen Chubb, uh, Harden blocks precision? No, question mark. Uh, no, uh, Harden doesn't block precision uh, because uh, precision now, with the change rules for 2021 since last year, precision now cause is a wound on the roll of a six, whereas the old precision used to cause an unblockable hit, as in you didn't roll a defense dice for it. The subtle change being that now it navigates through hardened, whereas actual old precision would have been blocked by hardened. Um, uh, in the same yeah. way that Mag, the I mighty, mean, ignores armor saves and can be blocked by hardened. Unless unless something's gone really, really wrong here, uh, Terra, just check the rule book. It doesn't say you don't get a save anymore. It says rolls of a six cause a wound. Yeah, the, uh, the new 2021 version of the rules says Pretty sure. that. 99% sure. If it does, then we've been all playing that wrong, and uh, Harden just got better. Uh oh. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all in agreement here, I think. Uh, I think this is a five point unit that we'll see play, and that's good. Um, I will come on to a concern that I have later on, which I've been voicing quite a lot recently, uh, probably too much. Um, but I do think this plays into an idea or a kind of potential issue that we are going to see uh, but we'll come on to that later on um all right so um we'll move on to the next reveal that was uh this guy's here so this is uh eddard liana and rob uh now we'll start with eddard eddard is at six points straight away coming in at six he is the equivalent of the Tywin NCU that we see now in that kind of senses. He has Price of Honor. At the start of any turn, you may destroy Eddard. If you do, target one enemy NCU. That NCU cannot activate and loses all abilities until the end of the round. Uh, there's something about that that I'm going to question later on, uh, and just as a weird interaction thing. Um, the other part, Hans orders... Um, while influencing a unit, each time that unit is targeted by an NCU ability or tactics zone, you may cancel the effect of that zone or NCU. Initial thoughts there on the two abilities at, at that six point cost. Pricey. Yeah. Great. What do you reckon, Danny? Are you going to pay six for this? 
Mm, I don't think so. I mean, he looks a little bit like a mix between Corin, but with mm. NCUs instead of units, and with like Baristan from Targaryen. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know. I think they are trying to push the meta into a, a two NCU lists. We are seeing a lot of six point NCUs and don't have three points NCU anymore. Mm-hmm. But spending six points for an NCU, I think it's it's quite pricey. And I don't see a lot of them. Maybe maybe just Corin and sometimes Tywin, but maybe Sandri is... before at six. Nobody used to play her at six, right? Yeah. And this is actually a very good point and you bring it up there. Um kind of in a roundabout way, in that I think in the advent of other six-point NCUs like Tywin and Corrin becoming very popular, I can see Eddard making the cut, simply because you can go, ah, yeah, you know that really important round where you want a Tywin bomb? You can't. And I can see that being powerful. The problem is, like, the game as it stands at the moment, the game is long enough that you are going to have probably a turn after that where that Tywin Bomb can come down and have the impact. And I don't know whether or not you trade off for that in a lot of cases. Um, the case I was actually going to bring up was uh, was actually Night's Watch and a couple of other things. For the price of honor, sacrificing yourself to turn off Gilly. How, how does that work? <laughs> can she activ- She can't activate. But does she lose the ability to then use her once per game ability? I have no idea. Um, that just sounds. No, like, I, just, just I, don't I think do that. I think you're just trying to create a loophole that doesn't exist. <laughs> she can't activate, and she doesn't have an ability. No, correct. So she she so does but does losing the ability to activate once? No, obviously once per game abilities. If you gain them back, they're still used. Um, but I, that's a question that's going to come up. A hundred percent, it will come up. Um, Why? Who's going to use Eddard on Gilly? <laughs> Hopefully, like, no one. Do something. Hopefully, no one. Um, I, I think thing, he's, he's yeah. there's there's just like these corner case niche uses where like maybe you claim swords and then you know you delete yourself and also block another NCU to open up swords again. At, like, yeah, I I think it's weird. Um, I just yeah, like I I I I don't think. I don't think that I'd buy it at six. Like I'm not saying it wouldn't be really strong at five, but I'm not not I'm not paying six. In the same way that like I do think that people are having success with Tywin at six, but I'm not buying him. Like, that's just not my style. That's not the way I play. I'm not paying six points for your fucking NCUs, guys. Stop trying to sell <laughs> stop trying to sell stop trying to sell me sell me a sell me a absolute ringer at six. I'm just buying the force, thanks. Um, I will say, and uh, this is, you know, uh, Danny, Danny's moment to real shine here. This is probably one of the only methods that currently exists to blocking tactics bar- board charges, um, things like assault orders or um, anything like that. Uh, is that something that Starks could kind of use to their advantage to have that one up potentially? Um, shut down an opponent's big unit like a like a Drogo. Someone saying in chat there, I don't know. What do you reckon, Danny?
uh, hands, hands orders, mm-hmm. art is okay. But maybe price of honor, it's. I think he, maybe he if he only had the influence might be a five point unit, a five point NCU. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I agree with Carol that I'm not gonna buy a six point NCU basically. Yeah. And also the the new version of I mean the the new update of the old version of Eddar has from five to six points. I I I I don't really play Starks, but if I would, I don't think I would take Eddard at six points. I do have to say on that note, I do think the nerf to Eddard from five to six was a little bit unjustified. Um, I didn't think he was a problem so much um, at five, but that might just been me. Um, I just think we're seeing an absolute ton of him in his commander form now like it was it was a hard toss-up before like it seemed hard to pass his ncu up and his ncu seemed like a really valuable part of any list at five points and now you're like oh i'll have you know forget forget eddard he brings he brings eddard's on a guard plus a great set of cards you know like uh i'll lose all that and then it's like maybe maybe you consider him in your second list but eddard Commander is seeing so much play in himself that, like, you know, a six-point NCU is so niche at that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the last update was actually the opposite, right? Nobody, I mean, almost nobody played Eddard as a commander because the NCU at five points was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think it's the opposite. Nobody would play NCUs because the commander is better. It's just better. It's a weird toss-up that it's like it swapped the two kind of around. Um, yeah, and the model's nice though. We'll get onto sculpts and stuff later on, but the model's really nice apparently. Uh, but it makes him look a little bit suave and young. But uh, I'm sure people will love that Eddard uh, sculpt anyway. Um, just to <laughs> just about something about the the, the other Eddard, the other Eddard, the the other one. Mm-hmm. They moved him from five from five to six points, but I don't think he's that better in respect of other NCUs in other factions, like I can think of Amon, of course, which is I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does Amon keep getting a pass? <laughs> yeah. At four yeah. points. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in agreement there. Um, the next one, a four point Lyanna Mormon. Uh. We've got to, first of all, say yes, it's a four-point option NCU that immediately makes her, I think, not just discussion-worthy, but, of course, consideration-worthy, right? Um, And then she comes with uh, a a very Stark-esque ability. Um, An influence, well, while influencing a friendly unit, it gains the following based on the number of destroyed friendly combat units and effects are cumulative. At zero uh, destroyed friendly combat units, she gives... The unit she influences, plus one to morale test rolls. Fine. At one destroyed unit, the melee attacks gain crit blow. Good. Two, she gives them automatically passing all panic tests. The what? <laughs> um, and three, may re-roll any attack dice. Um, I think that, uh, personally, I think that this is something you'll see. Because I think... Well, the big thing, the big meme is uh, in in Starks for some time has been that the North doesn't remember dogs. Uh, Lyanna Mormont does. <laughs> um, I think she's going to see play purely for that two plus 
automatically passing all panic tests. I think that's massive. I, I think two plus is a stretch to be playing for. <laughs> I think her zero effect is okay at four points. Like almost almost okay at four points. Yep. Like if her if her effect was just influence game plus one morale. I'd I'd say bit weak. Not really in the discussion of that's what point NCU does. Throw mm -hmm. in like multiple other abilities once units start to die. And I just consider them bonuses, which make her pretty good, I think. Like we can start to consider the one plus. I do think that we're always going to be losing a unit or more in the more or, or fighting oriented trading now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think she'll see a lot more. I think she I think she's good. I don't know start players in the room who think that she's not good, but I personally think she's very strong. Um, Danny, what's it? Yeah. Maybe in the the last part, I mean, if you have three destroyed units, probably you are going to lose. Yes. <laughs> it's it's still good with zero and, and one, right? And yeah. with one dead unit, like a wolf, maybe you can just sacrifice a wolf and you can give critical blow to Tully Cavaliers, which is nasty. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and am. With zero, with zero, you have plus one morale for the she-bears, right? Mm -hmm. Warcry. So... It's, it's solid. It's a solid NCU. I have to admit, I have literally no, like, Lyanna Mormon in a Great John Umber list. I have absolutely, like, think that nightmarish Tully Cavaliers coming down with Lyanna Mormon after Shaggy Don. If you do a Shaggy bomb on something and just eliminate a unit, sacrificing Sh Shaggy to take something down with him with the last stand and sacrifice wound combo, and then you go, oh, now my 11, no, 10 dice, sorry. Tully Cavaliers are coming in with Crit Blow and Sundering. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, I have no desire to see that coming up against me, to be honest. Um, that just sounds unpleasant. Um, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, think, I think that she is very strong, and I think that when used right, she will be very, very powerful. I do, I do think that some people will fall into the trap of, like, basically sacrificing units on purpose yeah you know like being like oh I'll, I'll trade this out and then and then they don't kill something and they just like oh, i honor like she's not that good like she's not going to be worth sacrificing units for mm -hmm. but i do think that overall she is a very powerful ncu if you just consider them as good effects that you get as the game progresses rather than necessarily like focusing on a one-for-one -one trading bent basis um and you just like pick up as it happens and then as you move into the other small games pretty deep now either that or you're getting trashed yeah um they would, they, i think they also are trying to make the games a little bit longer just to arrive to round six with this update, commanders not giving plus one point, and we see a few stuff suggesting they want to make the game the games longer, like finish at round six. 
-hmm. and so characters like Liana or also mm -hmm. Battle Endurance or maybe even Stagnite, I don't know, but they might be stronger now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, 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 they might see uh, elements of strength there. Um, my only concern with Liana is actually her ability, and it sounds really weird, but she's an influence ability at four points, which, hello, you've got Caitlyn in the deck. Uh, like, in, does anyone know a Does anyone know a Stark list that doesn't run Caitlyn? Because <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, and it just competes with that influence. Um, I think that might be the only problem. And Caitlyn is very important for controlling tokens. I, I do think that they're quite different because mm -hmm. I think that Leana provides benefits to units that are undamaged like you know whereas caitlin's effect is to double down on a unit before it dies um the you know outside of berserkers right every unit if it wants to roll it cares about that if it's lost ranks um whereas leana she really wants to be on your tully cavaliers having lost no ranks like she wants to give crit blow to these things that don't already have crit blow because they've got max ranks yes you know doubling up on an influence ability isn't isn't ideal often you know like lannisters really know the effect of that in terms of um high spyro and joffrey effects like they can't both be stacked when that is the ideal thing that you would possibly want to achieve is High Sparrow and Joffrey on a unit. I heal for the amount you take and I do more to you. Ayana and Caitlyn on the same unit would be like, hey, I've got max ranks again and I now have crit blow and I can reroll my attack dice. Right? Like, but you're, yeah. I mean, come on, you're in an absolute, like, this is the pinnacle. This is the perfect dream yeah. situation. The dream also says, I've lost three units and I'm down to one rank. Like, why are we dreaming about this situation? Why don't we just dream about the situation that you discussed, which is, hey, I sacrificed a dog, and now my Tully Cavaliers have crit below. So, absolute <laughs> suck it, because you're about to die. Yes. <laughs> you know. So, like, I, I, I think the actual application It's a Monday. We know where we would be without Carlo. <laughs> not my problem. It's not your problem. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't hearing anything. No. It's Carlo. It's a, it's a classic Monday. Uh, Carlo turns into Ro uh, Mr. Roboto uh, briefly. Um, <laughs> he, he looks like he's out of Mr. Roboto now. Uh, it, it's actually it's actually the gods uh, the gods telling him that he said too much um, in one go. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe we can see Liana instead of Kathleen in some Stark list. I think we will. Yeah, I think we will. Um, I think we'll see. I think we'll see Liana in a lot of lists actually. Um, personally, um, we will see. I guess in time, whether or not that that works out to be 
positive or not. There we go. You back, Carly? Sort of. Maybe. Maybe you can hear me. Yes, we can. <laughs> um, yeah. What was your What was your final point there, Carly? Before you uh, got quite handily cut off. Has he done it again? He's done it again. <laughs> He's actually dropped out of the call. No, no. Don't. I, uh, I, I don't know when I got cut off. More, okay. more just that the uh, the actual implementation of it, I think, is fine. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think you need to worry about when Caitlyn and and Leona would stack against each other because yep. the reality is that they don't need to. Hey. They just want to okay. go right. down on different units in different situations, and. Yep. And it's not actually a doubling up effect. And if you are considering doubling these up, then you've lost. You've already lost. Like, if you're trying to put this on a unit that is nearly dead to get Caitlyn's effect, and you've lost loads of other units to get Liana's effect, then, well, you know, like, <laughs> the game's already over, guys. Yeah. Finally. Um, I don't what are you going to say there? <laughs> um, finally, one thing I'll say is people got really frustrated by Liana and said she wasn't very good. And I think you should look at her again. I think she's fine. I think Liana is going to be fine. Um, and I'm going to say that about a lot of things, actually, in the coming box. Except for one thing, and I have prepared this specially because this next thing we're going to talk about, I have prepared this specially, is a full-on Carlo doubt. Rob Stark NCU. Coming First in. First of all, can we just say, why does Rob Stark look like he's wearing some kind of top hat? 20 points. I don't know why he's wearing a top hat. Like, it's, 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 it's a spiky crown. It's the, the King of the North crown. Am I... No, but it looks like a top hat. <laughs> Fine. Okay, Carlo's got this weird thing. Right. Five points, Rob Stark. Um, uh, well, I don't know what he does, Mickey, because you just put my face over, over him. Honestly, Carlo, it is better that I don't tell you what he does, because after I tell you, you're probably going to be like, what the actual fuck? Would you like me to read it to you? It is. After deployment, target one friendly combat unit. Remove it from the battlefield, placing it off the table in reserve. Once per game, when Rob claims the horses, you may replace that zone's effect with deploy the unit Rob placed in reserve, fully in short range of any flank table edge, and attach this card to them until the end of the game. While attached enemies, this unit successfully charges in the flank or rear become panicked and vulnerable. He is a 5-point NCU that brings out flank, to essentially any unit in your list. And ambush. And ambush, yeah. Shall we look at something else? I then? think that... <laughs> no, go on. Go on, Danny. <laughs> I think I, I, I wouldn't play him at four. <laughs> oh. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. If the ability is optional, I might play him at three points. But if the ability is compulsory that you have to take one unit away from the table, maybe I wouldn't play him at three. If the ability is, is compulsory. 
it, it, it appears it appears to be concussion. After deployment, target one friendly combat. Remove it from. It, there's no may. Why? Well, mm. I'm not sure I would play him at three points. <laughs> I just I think that's a bit harsh, right? Like, yeah, they they believe that outflank is worth a point. I me I really don't like outflank. No, basically. no, I, I agree. think it's it's a waste of points and a waste of a unit, and mm -hmm. most of the time you are in a bad situation when you play it because you have to go first and you have to take the horses. And if you play against Targaryens, they can just deny it. And I I, I really don't like outflank. I think it's a trap. Outflank basically, I think it's a trap for yeah for players. I'm I'm in the same. same five i will never play him not even i mean wait yeah i i, I agree i just no uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to decide what value ambush has and i just don't think it's an much though but like you know the ambush i don't i don't think ambush is worth I am not it, right like, anything now oh you don't like it no he's um you just keep going, keep going. Keep going, Carlo. What's your I, um Fully. You don't think so, you have... so, so Ambush is panicked and weakened, right? That's what he gives? Yeah, panicked and weakened. No, yeah, panicked I mean, and vulnerable. The vulnerable, sorry, panicked token, and vulnerable. The vulnerable token is the one that you really want, right? It, it's the panicked vulnerable and vulnerable, token... not panicked and weakened. So you get the... It's Warcry, basically. Free Warcry. Okay, so it's not quite Ambush. Isn't because yeah. ambush is ambush is weakened and panicked, right? Yes, yeah, I think so. Um, okay, well, vulnerable. I vulnerable... don't hear Carlo. No worries. Zero. <laughs> I'll try and sort uh, it out. Vulnerable and panicked are the two tokens that you do want on the charge. Yeah, they are the most significant things that you can do to increase damage. He's not worth five points. Yep. I like the I like the token aspect, but yeah, I mean he's not worth five points. Would you Would you play him at four, Carlo? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> wow, that was it. Um, I mean, maybe <laughs> if, if if it's well. Okay, so the maybe is depends on the matchup, right? Like yeah. in 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 into uh in into Targaryens, no never, that's stupid. Like there is a time and a place when when outflank isn't disastrous. Um There is there is a thing here because it's not outflank. It is Rob. So intrigue and subterfuge fucks him completely. Elena fucks him. Completely. Um, anything that creates stops NCU abilities, completely fucked. Because it has to be him that takes the zone, and it's his ability that gives them the outflank. So if he loses his abilities, he can't even bring them on. Mm -hmm. Hasn't he already given them the ability at the start of the game? Specifically, and now what... all it has to be is that Rob took horses. It doesn't Spec say Rob takes horses and replaces the zone's effect with, does it? Yes, once per it's game. Downside because. Yeah. Go on, go on, Danny. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still not hearing Carlos, so I don't know if he's talking or not. But <laughs> it's fine, I think it's 
it's a big downside for him because he, even if you have to put a, the unit in reserve and you want to place it in the flank, then you have to activate him. So, for example, you cannot activate another use like Liana, for example, and give him plus one morale to somebody. You have to activate him and he does nothing but flank the unit. And specifically, that once per game, when Rob claims horses, you may replace that zone's effect with re redeploy. If he loses that ability, you activate him, he loses his ability, he can't do the replace zone effect. He just still has it, it's not used, but you can't even bring the unit on. So if you're playing something like that, you just go, oh, you're going to bring it on now, are you? Uh, no. And then it's like, oh, well, that's fucked. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, he's dog shit. As I said, I'm not sure I would play him at three points. <laughs> Which is fair. Uh, it would be very fair not playing him at three. Um, I'd play right. him at three. You'd play him I at mean, three. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> He'd be a three-point NCU. <laughs> right? He'd be like, a... yeah, right? At three points, I'd buy him, and I'd buy Greywind, and I'd outflank Greywind, <laughs> so, and like you know alright so you, so you stop me from bringing Greywind on I'm like ah oh, fuck it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah so outflank Greywind not, just not bring him on because that's fine it's too, it's an activation that you've had at least uh, and you haven't lost anything for 6 points too much doesn't that make him an activation for 6 points though rather than an activation for 5 if you never bring Greywind on? Yeah, no, don't do that, Carlo. That is actually even worse activation economy. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. Um, I don't know how I'm going to manage this with uh, Carlo not... Uh, Danny not being able to hear Carlo. Carlo can hear Danny, I'm pretty sure, which is useful. Um, which might just mean that uh, Danny's got him locally muted, so I'll ask Danny to quickly check that, because it might just be that. Um Otherwise, I'm going to have to act as an amazing conduit of information here for Danny. Um, don't worry, I've got nothing important to say. Don't see anything on. No, don't worry if you can't. Uh, I might just ask Carlo to disconnect and reconnect. Um, or it would be a case of both of you doing that quickly while I steal the thunder and talk about the I next can, new thing. You can try and do that if you want. Brilliant. We'll talk about this next thing in the meantime. Danny will be back with us in about three seconds, hopefully. The points cost, yeah, brilliant. The artwork's nice. Um, a quick note so people are aware. Uh, I mean, Rob's it's not. Not. Rob looks like an idiot. Rob does look a little bit like an idiot. But it's fine, though, Carlo. Are you ready for this amazing extra thing that you didn't even know? Did you know that you can't run Rob Stark, King in the North, while Eddard is in your list? <laughs> so, not only... Does he not make the list at five points? But there are even less lists you can even run him in. There we go. Mm. This is post-Eddard's death version of Rob. Yes. There Ooh. you go. I I don't expect to see him see play. And that's not even like in a competitive sense. I literally don't expect him to see play. Um the uh, the next thing is uh, the two point attachments that have come in the box. So that is Brendan Tully, Rickard Carstock, and Maeve Mormont. 
all of the two-point attachments. Now, Maeve Mormon and Brinton Tully, we already know them. They're in the game already. We can see them on stats already and in War Council. But Rickard Karstark is the new one. Front and centre, Carlo. Stark Fury, the old one. So against Cryplo Sundering and takes two wounds, minus one for each rank missing. And on Uncontrollable Rage, the morale check for um, Gregor. At two points? Yep. <laughs> like, two point attachments. I don't know, like... Uh, you know, like, it is It is a lot of stuff, uh, but I still don't like sacrificing wounds. Um, I, I don't like controlled rage. Um, I don't like it at all. I don't know if I would take it for one. Yeah. There we go. Danny should be back now. Um, yeah. Cool. Can you hear Carlo this time, Danny? I think so. That's good news, isn't it? That's what we like to hear. Uh, stick your camera on wherever you can, Danny, and we'll get your lovely face back on screen. Uh, yeah, give me a second. Which, Working by the on. way, I'm very disappointed in chat today. Nobody pointed out Danny's amazing beard. He's got a story about it. He's going to tell us all <laughs> later on. Um, but no one pointed it out. Everyone commented on Vlad's beard. Why not, you know, why not Danny's? Um, all right, yes, so Rickard Karstark, the new Stark Fury, or no, sorry, the old Stark Fury before the change, and this uncontrollable rage mechanic, which Carlos said there he hates. Um, I really don't know why you'd buy this two-point attachment. Danny, what your thoughts on Rickard? Yeah. yeah, I think it's always the same problem. Two points attachment are hard to sell. Yeah. In case I don't, I don't see Rickard Stark attachment played. As also Mage Morpont, it's not played now, right? Yeah. They're just attachments are hard to sell. Yeah, they are. They're just hard, and like I don't even think Mage Morpont's that bad. It's just that. She's two points, and you just have better things to spend it on. Mm -hmm. um, and and Rickard Karstark, like, I actually don't think he's good. I think he's terrible. And he's yeah. two points. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure I'd buy him for one. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. not sold. Bad. It's bad. Bad, bad. bad combo. Bad, bad abilities. Bad. Like, they're, they're two half-point abilities. Yeah, they're not worth having. Now, there is a problem here as well, and this marks the first issue that we've seen so far from the hero boxes. This is the same Stark Fury order that Stark Sworn Swords had pre-Season 1 update. So as far as we are concerned, these cards are pre-Season 1, which means that some of them may be subject to change in a very quick or hopefully very soon released FAQ. If Rickard Karstark comes with Winter's Bite, you wouldn't even run in him in Stark Sworn Swords. So you're going to run him in, like, Karstark Loyalists or something? That's probably not terrible, but not for two. No. Yeah, I mean, if the Stark Fury changes to the new Stark Fury, that is an improvement. Yes. Um, even though it doubles up with the current change, do you know what I mean? Like, even though you'd think... Hey, having the two different abilities is is the is the thing that's going to double together, but 
it, they don't. They're not good. This isn't a good ability. It's not worth having. It's the reason why nobody touched Dark Sworn Swords in the past, because their order was not a positive impact on the game. Sacrificing two wounds for those effects that generally didn't even generate you two wounds back in return. Not good. If he changes, yeah, maybe, maybe you want to give that Dark Sworn Swords ability to somebody. I still don't think that uncontrolled range rage is a good ability, which pretty sure we'll come on to with Robert Strong. You know, yep. like again, it's a bad ability there. I don't they seem to value it incredibly highly because Robert Strong's price cost says so. <laughs> uh so you know, I no, just no on so many levels, even if he get gets FAQ'd to have a different ability, still a no. Anything you want to add there, Danny, or do you think we've covered it? Yeah, I agree. I, I like Start Fury before. And the idea of getting wounds, auto wounds on yourself, always, you have to gain something really good in order to get wounds. But having critical blow and thundering, and I don't think it's that good. I mean, yeah, of course, if you are in the last rank with Berserkers and you got nine dice, plus critical blow and thundering it is good but it's a eight point unit so i don't i don't like him i don't like him yeah i think we're all in agreement there as well um we move on to ricard though in his commander form so this is ricard castart law of the card hold uh, lord of the car hold he makes the unit he's in uh, a house castart unit he has superior numbers, which is what we see on the Cast Art Loyalist uh, attachment we'll see in a minute. Uh, but this unit's melee attacks may re-roll any attack dice when attacking enemies with fewer remaining ranks. Similar mechanic to what the Mountain's men had. And he also has Fuel by Slaughter, the one where if you do uh, any wounds, you heal based on the number of missing ranks your opponent has. He has three cards. Of course, his attachment is not alone. He is the commander. He comes with these three cards. He comes with a need for vengeance. Which is essentially, and I am glad with this card actually, it's essentially Careless Aggression that Vargo Holtz brings, uh, along with somebody else, I can't remember his name, is it Dario uh, in Targs, Targs it might be, um, where you get the attack action and then the opponent activates an NCU at the start of the round. The difference is his does give a house cast arc unit if they're the ones making the attack a plus one to hit, which is a nice little extra. Um, he also comes with Taunt. Yes, he comes with Taunt in a card, and it is exactly the same as Taunt as the ability. The difference here is that it makes the enemy weakened if you targeted a House Karstark uh, unit and they fail the test. So not only is it a charge they have to perform, but it's a weakened one. Um, more on that in a second. And finally, Karstark Retribution, which is a long one. But when an enemy unit is performing an attack before rolling attack dice... If this attack targeted a house cast arc unit, attach this card to that enemy until the end of the game. Otherwise, attach it to the end enemy unit until the end of the round. While attached, each time this unit completes an attack, they become vulnerable. Each time a rank in this unit is destroyed, one unit engaged with it restores two wounds. So it kind of comes like a... Uh, almost like this idea that it will heal you and give you some, like, healing... The vulnerable makes it easier to do the wounds, right? It's uh, almost like a got you turn a unit into a little bit more glass cannony, and it's not necessarily going to give you 
the outcome you want um, from one of your own units, which is it's a nice little thing that Ricard does. I actually do like that last card, Cast Dark Retribution. I think it's a very interesting design space. Uh, I think it really punishes these lists, a little bit like Eddard lists or, or Drogo lists in some senses, that rely on one unit. Because you can just go, okay, yeah, but now take this, and I'm going to punish you every time you make that attack. Um, Need for Vengeance for me is just an absolute meme. I don't think it's a good card. It has value in some builds, but I don't think Starks see value in it. And Taunt... Yeah. It Go on, Danny. the same exact card of uh, the Vargo one, the one yeah. you said before. The, yeah, um, pretty aggression. much. Yeah, pretty much. It's different. Just plus one to it? Plus one to hit, if it's a cast dark unit. I don't call I it Perilous Aggression too. I think that taunt in a card is not as bad as taunt as an order. So it's it's exactly the same as Targaryen supremacy as a card is significantly better than Lam Lannister supremacy as an order because when it's an order on a unit, you know it's going to come and you have the choice of whether or not to attack that unit. Talking about Lancer Supremacy, when you're talking about Targaryen Supremacy, you can't choose to never attack a unit. But at every given moment, you have to be aware that Targaryen Supremacy could bounce back into you. Yeah. The same with Taunt as a card. You know that Taunt as an order exists it's on the board, and you choose to be within six inches and then activate that unit outside of very specific circumstances where your opponent's kind of you into some amazing position, which, well, you just got outmaneuvered, so, well, you're losing this game anyway. When it's a card, you can't choose to never be within short range of every unit in the game, right? And no. so... It is a thing that you have to think about. I still think it's a meme. I still... It's stupid that like we're on a test and that gets it. Yep, keep going. And I think that cast arc retribution doesn't save him. Do you think that the fuel by slaughter um, keyword on his attachment and the superior numbers, which isn't terrible on a max rank unit? Uh, especially Star Stark Sworn Swords, it gives them quite a nice little boon. They're always re-rolling, even basically on any ranks, basically at that point. Um, they'll nearly always re-roll. Um, do you think that that is enough to warrant running him as a commander unit? No. Okay. No. Like, attachment abilities almost always have to be supplementary to what the cards can achieve. And they aren't attachment abilities that are worth, like, absolutely writing, writing home about. Anyway, I mean, look at the attachment abilities that other people can do plus something. You know, um, Arden Plus, Baylor, <laughs> Adam Marbrand, Othel, you know, like, like, all these guys, they're bringing so much power and so much good abilities that when we're talking about record, we're like, yeah, that, that's like okay, but I mean, like his cards are not good, so no thanks. Yeah, it's not good, not bad. It's 
maybe somebody will play him, but I don't think he will be like a top commander. No. Yeah. Fair enough. We'll move on. We'll move on. Uh, we've got Maid Mormon, the commander variant. Hooray! She's in the game. What are we going to do now that she's in the game? Uh, we're going to kind of scratch our heads and say, why has Maid Mormon, our commander variant, only have battle scars as her one ability on the card? Like, and affiliation house Mormon, that's kind of like a given, right? I'm not, I, I'm not even going to go into the cards themselves. That just feels bad as an attachment. That is literally a one point attachment right there. Uh, Bellwas has that for one point. Uh, as we'll come on to later, other people have that for one point. It's not good, right? No. <laughs> um, Doesn't look amazing. No. Uh, and you know, on Friday, on Friday, I think we had uh, the spoiler of the box, and we knew there gonna be two commanders, I think. Great, believe it or not. I guess it will. I guess it was Rob Stark, like king in the north, like a commander, but it's not, and that's pretty weird. I yeah. mean, everybody could guess that king in the north would be a commander, but it's not, and that surprised me, and I. I I don't like it. I have to be honest. I mean, in a in a lore perspective, it's bad that he's not a commander, right? Yeah, I, I no idea why King of the North isn't, and especially not only is he not a commander, but he's shit. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, it's just a bad. And this mate, and Maeve Mormont's not good. Uh, I don't think she has sustained assault. That really, really good Baratheon card that Starks really probably couldn't give a shit about because it now combines with the same trigger as Winter's Might and Northern Ferocity um, is no um, support of Bear Island which is essentially just a two copy of, and this isn't terrible but this is a two of copy of Supply Aid in your deck cool yeah. brilliant they also make things yeah, weakened. You know, when you compare that to, like, you know, Stand United Brothers or something like that, like, you, like that's that's not really a fair comparison. Yeah. And then we have Here We Stand, which some people misread very heavily. Uh, and thank God they did, because uh, if this the, the original misreadings of this made this OP as all hell. Uh, here we stand is, when a friendly unit will be destroyed, attach this card to that unit until the end of the round. When this card is removed, destroy the unit. Uh, people said the end of the game when they originally misread that, which yes, uh, here we stand would, uh, would legit be broken. Uh, it says, while attached, each time this unit will be destroyed, it performs one morale test. On a success, it is not destroyed, but remains in play with one remaining wound. If this is a House Mormon unit, the first time it performs this test, it gains plus two to the roll. So for those of you not sure how this works, you play the card when you die, and you do a morale test with plus two, and then you stay alive if you succeed, and then every time you would die that round anymore, you will keep rolling to see if you die or not as a flat morale test. So this is effectively uh, an infinite use of to the last, but it only lasts that round. And at the end of the round, you remove the card, and as soon as the card gets removed, you die. So your unit is dead. 
you don't do the moral test because somebody initially thought okay but when i remove it i do the moral test and if i pass it the unit doesn't die but no because you don't have it attached anymore so you actually die at the end of the round no matter what that's very wishful reading of that card <laughs> it is yeah yeah i know i know the um the other thing here is as well and we had a discussion here at the end of the round trigger the the end of the round trigger for cards and stuff like this is specifically the first stage of the cleanup phase so actually this would come off before scoring objectives so you can't even use it to hold a point um this card had the potential to be good then it was like oh but if it was every game you just have it on a wolf on a two plus morale and you'd never be able to kill it it would be unkillable pretty much and then it was like but now it's just bad. Like it's just not that good. The only yeah, I mean, way I like, okay, but like in that same frame of reference, like you can still turn a wolf into a literal unkillable roadblock for, for one round. round. You can for you can. a round. Yeah. Um. So I do think that it's a card that people have to be aware of and have to play around, but it's not enough to make Maeve a good commander. Like, that's her best card. Yeah. And it's not good. Yeah. Um, that's her only good card. Not enough for, for her. No. And also, I was looking at the card, and I think I know why she only has Bates cards as an ability. <laughs> why is that? Because she's trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably. There wasn't enough space to add anything else. <laughs> that's what someone else <laughs> said. <just> <laughs> Someone else actually said that. They just had Mother's cards and that's it. Just yeah. because there was any, any more space on the card. Literally run out of room on the card. Um, yeah. I, here we stand wouldn't bother me if it was a case of like at least the unit survived the round with like one wound or whatever. Um, but I just don't... I can't get behind here we stand because you're just... Your unit's already dead. Um, you're just kind of living on borrowed time. Um... There's a lot to say about that with like a Stark Sworn Sword unit with a cat influence that die and then it's just like, ah, oh, but now I've got like an Assault Orders play and I'm just going to come in and rail on you with loads of big attacks. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I think I'd just rather... Yeah, can be good, but... Ah. Can you really do that on the game? I'd just, I'd just rather have here, uh, what is dead may never die in Starks, you know what I mean? Right. Move on. Yeah. She's, she's not worth it. No. <laughs> and on, uh, the other one we've got is Brynden Tully, uh, the commander, but we already have outright commander in the game. None of his cards, nothing's changed here. Um, he is the same, except he's got the new artwork, and he does look pretty good on the new artwork. I'm not going to lie. He looks like a rugged man. In fact, if those of you that know the Chad meme, and like you see like Stannis Chad on A Song of Ice and Fire lore posting and things like this, he looks a little bit like the guy's face from the Chad meme. Um, uh, he's pretty heavy. Um, so yeah. Anyway, he's not changed. He's still good. The loyalist captain. I think that outrider commander's all right, and I would like to see his bay rating increase now that now that the box is out. I think that uh, he's decent. Yeah. Yeah. I think he has played. I've seen him play in the last tournament, and I think he's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's something different to Starks. Yeah, yeah. 
the opportunity maybe, to run an entire amount of people. I don't know if he's top tier, but... Yeah. Any, any, anything where you can add in, like, a completely different look, an entire mounted force, it's, it's one of the few things that makes me say that Mag is not ever going to be completely dead, because there'll be times where the meta moves away from it, you can run an entire giant force, you can run anything where you can polarize a list is always going to have a place somewhere. So, yeah. And cavalry are good at the moment, so, you know, why not? Um, Loyalist captains at one, and they come with furious charge for the vulnerable on the charge and the superior numbers thing that Cast Dark Commander brought as well for melee attacks, re-rolling any attack dice when attacking enemies with fewer ranks. Great. For one point, I think this is fine. It's alright. Yeah. But, like, you know, well, whatever, whatever. It's not, it's not a Mormon veteran. No, exactly. It's not a Mormon veteran. Um, I was actually saying the same. Everything in Starks to compete with Mormon veteran. Yeah. Right? And for one point, Mormon veteran is pretty strong. Maybe, maybe the strongest attachment you can get. Yes. So everything to compete with the, with them, with the, with, with the veterans. Yep. And it doesn't. Obviously, he's completely different because he's more offensive and veterans are defensive, but it's still very good. Yeah. I mean, the veteran. I will, I will say that the Loyalist Captain, uh, he does at least somewhat compete with the Startsworn Sword Captain, which is the other one-point attachment with like an aggressive, like, put vulnerables and rerolls, I think, on the order, isn't it? Um, so vulnerable on the charge and, like, rerolls on fewer ranks, like, it has equivalent values to the Startsworn Sword Captain. One of them will probably end up being better than the other, but at least it seems on a par there. It's just that veterans are competing over here <laughs> so what does it matter um but yeah we'll move on and we'll move on to carlo's favorite thing in the world the back of a cast out loyalist card no cast uh lannisters 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 we have coming up first we have the uh attachments in the box so this is sir robert strong three points and a load of text about him in a minute which i'll read through kyburn for one point Gregor Clegane, the Mounted Behemoth, that is the Mounted Attachment for Gregor for three. Adam Marbrand, the Trusted Bannerman, the two-point attachment. And Jamie Lannister, the Maimed Hostage, the, the Attach-in-your-opponent-army attachment, that one. So, three points for Robert Strong. You have to have Kyburn or, randomly, Tommen in your list in order to run Sir Robert Strong. Uh, we'll look at Tommen later on. Uh, actually, including Tommen, I do think is something people might do. Uh, you are not going to play three points, though, for Resilience and Unstoppable Wrath, which is the melee attack dealing plus two wounds. Right? Trashed here. <laughs> Would not buy for two. <laughs> okay! Right, Danny, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I agree. When I, when I saw the back of the card, three points, I thought, okay, relentless. And yeah. I saw the other picture, I say, Legions and Unstoppable Wrath, no way. Is that, is that one of those memes where someone's got one of those, it's like a like a, that thing, right? It's like, it says, uh, you see the green image appear, you see order written, and you're like, oh, and then you see R, E, and then you're like, yeah, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, honestly, I was like, exactly the same. I was like, three points. All right, cool. What did we get with Relentless? 
Yeah. No, we got dog shit even, with dog shit. <laughs> even just relentless might be good, right? Yeah. 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 <sighs> and you know what? We even said it. We even actually said it a couple weeks ago that you may you maybe require Kyburn or something like that, but it would allow you to take a three point relentless piece on Sir Robert Strong. It would make sense. No. Resilience actually does make sense. At least it's not a random ability. It makes sense, but like, it's not good. Kyburn um, and Kyburn's a piece of crap as well. So like, I'm not paying the one point tax for Kyburn, which is an absolute tax. Like, Kyburn makes units worse <laughs> for a point. I don't know. Um, like the the I, discussion on Kyburn. I was almost willing to pay a point for Kyburn. To then get relentless for three. Yes. Yeah. Right? But, like, that would have allowed Lannister's relentless and an amazing side ability. Like, it could have been fucking relentless and unstoppable wrath based on the fact that you're paying a tax of one point for Kyburn. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I've basically paid four points for relentless at this point, so I'm allowed to have unstoppable wrath with it. Kyburn is actively bad. Like, actually... I would not pay zero points for Kyburn. I'm not even joking. I'm not even like being just like ridiculous here. If you offered me him for zero, I'm not putting him in my list. I mean, is he that bad, really? I mean, the would you. Only units that he's worth being in already have Vicious. I will, yeah. Well, what about the discussion I was having, and I do think it's a very legitimate thing, is that Stormcrow mercenaries, you can make them cutthroats for a point with... They're worse. But they're the same. Except because they, they don't get the... They, don't, they can't expend weakened tokens. They have the same profile. The only difference is they don't... You don't, don't generate the, vulnerables the when vulnerable you attack tokens. people before they've activated, which is your yeah. most powerful ability. It is, it is. But that's the only one. Right? That's the only difference between the two. And it's you can attack on bags. Ability. Yeah. Attack of the bags, but basically they're the same. I don't like him either. I think that's the only unit he's even remotely good in. I agree, I wouldn't pay a point for him elsewhere. I'd only use him to turn Stormcrow mercenaries into cutthroats. <laughs> that's it. Um... I, think, I think Carlos' idea was pretty good because you know you you might pay one point for something bad like uh, like Recon that basically gives away one point, but then you you get something good like the dog or or Asha was the name. Yeah. And maybe both. here it's the same. Like, okay, you have, you have to pay basically four points. But maybe you might have to pay four points to get Relentless, right? On the Robert Strong. And maybe he was even maybe a little bit stronger than the other Relentless guys. But then you have Kyburn, and, which isn't good. So you have to compensate somehow. somehow. Yeah. This way, I don't, I don't like them. Both of them. Yeah. It, it, it just ends up being a bad combo. And then there is the discussion, you know, you don't have to have this one-point Kyburn to run him. You can run the NCU Kyburn or Tommen oh. to also unlock Sir Robert Strong. But at that point, you're obviously cho choosing very specific NCUs. I don't think Tommen is a bad NCU to pick up. So actually, that is a positive side for Robert Strong. But you're still not paying three points for him. Like, you're still just not yeah, worth but, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Forget the additional text, right? Yeah. Forget the additional text. I'm still not buying Robert Strong for three points, yeah. even if I don't have to enable him with some other combo. Yeah. Still not buying him. 
So, like, him being enabled by another thing or a, or a small range of things should give him room to be, like, maybe a bit too good for three points. And instead, he's way not good enough for three points. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very similar to the Mounted Behemoth version with the un uncontrollable rage and... Mounted, Mounted Gregor is fucking garbage. <laughs> uh, Uncontrolled rage doesn't work properly on cavalry. No. Doesn't. Simple fact. Um, Jamie, uh, we've covered the first two. Uh, Jamie, valuable captive, uh, main hostage, uh, has value. Uh, saw him played in early points of 2021. He was played against um, a lot of awful type lists. He was quite popular against. Um, I do think that he is a obviously a very fringe pick. He is not the kind of thing that people are just going to pick up because they can. But it is the kind of thing that can appear in lists and people will take as a tech piece. And that's absolutely fine for something like that. That's exactly what it should be. Um, something that gets picked up for a reason. Um, Adam Marbrand, the attachment, is Jamie's vassal. This model counts as Jamie Lannister when its unit is being targeted by tactics card. And Brienne. No, sorry. Jamie's protector. Not, not Renly's protector. Uh, after Jamie Lannister's unit's attacked, this unit performs one attack or charge action on the attacker. So he is just Brienne, but for Jamie. Great. But he's two points. Nobody really uses Brienne. Like Newt for Victorian. Yeah, Newt for Victorian kind of mixed together. So as a result, it's Newt for one point, Brienne for one point. Ah, that makes two points, right? That's how it works. You add the points together because you add the abilities, right? Yeah, Marbrand yeah, might have seen play, and that is a might at one point. Um, it actually would have been, until I noticed that it was two points, I was like, ooh. Crossbows. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, crossbows. Yeah, eight points. But not for eight points. No. Um, there is a the problem. company crossbow for 10 points. Yeah, go, why not? Gold <laughs> company crossbow for 10 points. That they have sentinel, right? So they, they will move a lot and maybe shoot sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would work. It's like Brienne and Sentinels, right? That really popular combo that yeah. never does anything. Um, there is a problem as well. And that is Jamie's cards. <laughs> um, Kingslayer's Renown doesn't target Jamie's unit, it requires you to be in long range of Jamie's unit. So this doesn't work off Adam Marbrand being on the board. It doesn't extend the range of his ability on Kingslayer's Renown, because you're not targeting Jamie. Um, Kingslayer's Prowess... Mm, yeah. Um, Kingslayer's Prowess does target Jamie's unit, and would allow you to have a second card to play that particular card on. And then Kingslayer's Infamy, again, when an enemy in long range of J Lannister's units activates, it's not Jamie Lannister's unit. It's a card when targeted that acts as Jamie. This doesn't target them. Therefore, this doesn't work off his card either. So really, that extra ability that you're getting is only impacting Kingslayer's Prowess and a small amount of Kingslayer's Renown. Five of them are trashed here. 
I don't bother. Maybe maybe we are getting another Jamie. Maybe. Sorry. It doesn't make no, sense. That... Doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, possible. I mean, sorry, that that that's not true. <laughs> Kickstarter Jamie is all right. We already had Kickstarter Jamie. The yeah. others just don't bother, guys. But it's funny because we're about to see something where not asking are... not asking for a new Jamie, just saying that this ability is not worth it. No, no, Adam's just not. You're paying two. You're essentially paying two points for Brienne in Lannister. That that's really all you're doing, and Brienne's not even good at one. So, um, all right then. Time to look at. Uh, we'll look at the NCU's first. So we've got Kevin Lannister, Kyburn, and Tommen next in succession. Now, Kevin Lannister, uh, the Master of Law, unbiased justice. Seems pretty biased to me when I read the card. Once per game, at the start of any turn, target any number of friendly combat units. See, it's not, it's not unbiased. He only helps his friends. Uh, one of those units restores two wounds. One of those units restores all condition tokens. Uh, removes all condition tokens. One of those units performs a two-inch shift. And until the end of the round, one of those units attacks, uses its highest dice roll, and may re-roll any dice. Uh, the, in the same way that Tywin does, uh, the same unit can be targeted by any or all abilities. Uh, so you can heal to remove all conditions, perform a two-inch shift, and use your highest attack dice, and re-roll all of your attacks for that round. Um, I believe Kevin comes in at five. What do you think? Are you picking up, Carlo? Um... You know, like, I can't tell you who should be for, but I'm not quite happy with him at five. I feel like he's maybe just, like, one more extra ability away from being worth the five. Um, ah, yeah, you know, like, the problem is, is that unlike... Tywin, right? Like he is he is inverted Tywin. Yep. Tywin gets to do all of those things because they're aggressive, right? It's like, hey, I'm gonna stick out all these tokens and all these hits and and, and do this aggressive thing and this aggressive thing and this aggressive thing. Kevin's are um basically healing based, removal based, but you can't guarantee that you want to heal two wounds plus remove a load of tokens, plus let somebody attack on their highest attack dice and get re-rolls all at the same time. Like, you can't know that you want all of those effects or you are going to find it very, very difficult to get the timing right on when all of those will have a good use, right? Whereas high wins, it's always worthwhile putting out some hits plus some um, plus tokens wherever you need them, plus X, Y, Z. I just think that he won't reach his full potential very often. And he's expensive if he does achieve his full potential. Yeah. Danny, five point Kevin. Fine. It's nice. Right, having like as a lore, having him like a, a 
uh, the opposite of mm, of Tywin is nice as a design piece. Yeah, I don't know. As as a as a play as as a piece that you have to play, I don't know. I really don't know. We will see. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I, I do again. I'm I'm in the same kind of boat as you, Danny. It is nice from a thematic perspective that Kevin is kind of like a nice version of Tywin because they two are kind of polars in that sense. Um, but yeah, in terms of the game, like I think Kevin will see play. I do think Kevin will see play. Um, I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he's that good. Um, uh, he's not tra complete trash, though, thankfully. Uh, Kyburn, Master of Whispers, comes in. Um, now, this is super strange because Kyburn, Master of Whispers, actually has flavor text on the back. He can't be included with a Varus. So you only take Kyburn or Varus. So in my head, when I first thought about this, I was like, so, so this is going to be a better like Lannister only version of Varys in my head was kind of where I thought it was going. Uh, let's have a little look. It has the four tokens, same as Varys, and every time your opponent takes a zone, you can spend a token to do a thing, just like Varys, right? Same mechanic as Varys, but different effects. So crown, one enemy becomes panicked. So I take the crown, Carlo can make one of my units panicked. Fine. Wealth, one enemy combat unit suffers a wound. Fine, I guess. Swords. Attacker counts as having minus one rank for attack dice. Which we're all assuming means one less rank than they're currently on. Except if you're on one rank, where you can't attack on zero ranks, because that's not a thing in the game. So it must only mean one rank. Or does it mean it counts as having minus one rank? So I have a rank of minus one. Is that what it means? Uh, let's go for the assumption that it means one less rank within the three ranks that you've got down to a minimum because otherwise it doesn't make any sense whatsoever um letters opponent draws one fewer tactics card have effects like this coming up later on uh fine i think and then the horse an enemy moves with minus one movement um carlo you're a lannister player Morris. yeah he is points for five points for five he is literally Varys in mechanic and points cost, but with just different effects. He's shit. He's shit. Move on. <laughs> that that that's another that's another tax to enable the shit Robert Strong. Yeah. I also don't like they put the crown, bag, and then the source instead of the letter. Watch I know. That. They're definitely in the wrong order. <laughs> um, <I don't... laughs> it, it bothers me, actually. The, the one thing that I don't like about this is that like, the, new, the current Varus kind of penalizes um, solos a little bit. You know, takes swords and there's some hits coming in on like, something like a solo or something like that. Whereas again, we've got Kyburn here and it's like, you take the bags, I'm going to just cause a wound to something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's just never a nice mechanic. It's what Old Walder had, right? It's never a nice mechanic for something like a Jorah. Because you're just kind of like, oh. Now, does it... Yeah, but he can't kill. No, no, no. So, he can't kill. Like... He's, not that, he's not that good. Um, But it's something, it's one of those things which I've always said is that you've got to be very careful where things like that exist. Because um, it, for example, something that it does kill, uh, 
it would kill something like a skin changer bear or something like that. Now, do I think that's a bad thing? No, I think that's fine. I've got no issues with that. But it does mean that that design space of one wound units that kind of like appear or something like this. It... Oh, come off it. That design space for one wound unit, that's a bear. It is at the moment, yeah. There is nothing else in the entire game that has one wound. No. Except, um, no. <laughs> Except something that's just been to the lasted. So it hard counters something like to the last as well. Um, right, I mean. Because your opponent cannot take the bag if he has one unit with just one wound left. But does that happen? I mean, I mean it does happen. Yeah, I think that that incredibly specific scenario, yeah. that incredibly spe specific situation is the only time that he's useful. <laughs> That's the thing. The The only other time I think is he is potentially good is if we're playing into a game, and I don't believe this is true, but we're playing into a game where people struggle with card draw. And being able to reduce the number of cards they draw off letters might be good, but the rest is garbage. The minus one movement isn't worth it. The minus one rank isn't worth it, and the panic token probably isn't worth it most of the time. So it's whether or not one card draw over two is worth it, and I, I that's dubious at best whether that's worth it in most lists. Um, especially for five. That's he, a problem he, for five. He's not the, the biggest trash tier thing you've ever seen because yeah not the biggest trash tier thing because but only because unlike some of the fives i would buy him at four fair enough fair, that's fair enough if carlo thinks he's good at four or buyable at four then Buyable, buyable. <laughs> okay. He's not my first. He's not no. my first NCU at four. No, no. No way is he the first. He sneaks in as my third NCU at four. Yeah. Now, um, this next one, That's... I do think. Yeah, gone, Danny. Uh, yeah, well, just was saying that as per Kevin, we said it, it's very nice design, right? To having like uh, uh, an alternative character as Varys. So we have Kevin and uh, Tywin, and then we have Paris um, and, and Tyburn. It's nice. It's a very nice design. But in terms of competitive play, I'm not sold on it. No. It just, it just hasn't and got the I, I, don't, I, I don't play Lannister, so I'm just, just saying. You wouldn't, be, you wouldn't be that sad if you saw this over the board from me, though. <laughs> yeah. um, Tom and Baratheon. The last NCU we have in the box. I think this one is actually worthy of a conversation, though, that is more interesting. Uh, he works in the same way that Cersei does. Um, interestingly, doesn't block Cersei. Even though Cersei's on the model, it does not prevent you taking Cersei in the list. Bizarre. Um, so each time Tommen claims a, crown, uh, a zone, you may move an order token from him. If you do, perform the following. If you control crowns, search your tactics deck or discard pile for fealty of the crown. Add it to your hand. Shuffle deck. And if you control bags, you can get bribery. And I think that this particular combination of things, I think this particular NCU for four points as a, almost a direct replacement for Cersei, I think is actually probably better than Cersei. Um, I I think that this will see play at four points, personally. 
I don't know what you think, Carly. Why? Why? Yeah, like, they're not... They're not cards worth searching for. Exactly. Failty's okay. Mm -hmm. No, so failty in my head is something you want to get back, but specifically bribery is something you want out of the deck fucking ASAP. So you don't have to draw into it. Because the worst thing you can do is take letters, draw into bribery, and go, oh, sad face. Um, like you just want bribery out of the deck. So anything that gets it out of the deck is just good. So we're basically saying, this is like Cersei. I'm going to go and get some Yeah. I think, I think it has. I think that this is... I don't. I'm not saying it's the first MCU, but I think it's better than Cersei. So, I know. <laughs> I, I, Carlo, what? Like, fail, failty is hear me roar, and bribery is subjugation of power. Like, they're the same NCU. They're, yeah. they're just they're just the same thing. And Cersei's not good, so I don't see why Tommen is. Fair enough. Danny, and, and I don't think either of them are very good since since Joffrey got nerfed as well. Yeah, and I mean that's the much bigger hit. Um, yeah, Danny. Maybe you can go. You can go take these cards, just to discard them, and then your deck will run maybe a little bit faster. I don't know. I, I, I yeah, just think about point. that now at the moment. So I, I might be wrong. At that point, once you've gotten rid of the trash tier cards, the Lannisters deck is about as good as everybody else's. Yeah. You, you want to? You just you just want to trash them, and so maybe your commander's card will get you on your hand faster. Maybe that. That can be a strategy. Yeah. Because you want them. Just because you want to discard them as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You go first. Go no, first no. on round one. That, that was just a touch. Here's, here's the thing, right? You go first round one. You take an NCU onto, like, the bags or the crowns and just give your opponent horses. Assuming they're not free fit, because that's just dumb. Um, and then the second activation of the round, you take NCU and put them on crowns. And that's, like, Cersei at or one of Tommen. And you go, right, and when I do that, ha-ha, I'm going to take two cards out of my deck. And then you activate the other one of Cersei or Tommen as the third NCO in the first round of the game and go, ha-ha, I'm going to take two more cards out of the deck. And at the end of that round, you go, and they're all in the bin. <laughs> I've just played the game with basically four less cards than everyone else, uh, and I paid eight points for that. That might, that might be good, because it, sometimes it... you don't have the cards that you need, so that might be a strategy. I... I'm not sure about it. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't sure. But that might be a strategy, just to trash the cards that you don't want, so the other ones will get... You have more probability to get them. Yeah. I I just, you know, like... That's a brilliant moment for Carlo. Littlefinger. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just hearing funny noises. Don't worry, it's just Carlo's internet. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I was hoping his internet would kick back in there after the first initial stages, but um. <laughs> It's clearly on a it's clearly on a downward spiral. Look, the Lannister takes so far. Look at Carlo being upset. That's all we need to know. Silent, 
Silent Carlo looking sad is actually all that matters. <laughs> cool. Very much. Oh, there we go. He's back. You see, now he's now he's stopped having a rant. See, the internet hates his rants. It's Simon. Simon are here. Um, so um, the last thing we've got to talk about with with Lannisters is the two commanders. We've got Adam Marbrand and Kevin Lannister. Now, I think this is the point where Carlo is going to turn around and probably be quite excited. Um, Adam Marbrand, Carlo, you look at a, a, a commander and see hardened and iron resolve. Are you a happy man? Yeah. yeah. I mean, See, it just doesn't like him in emotion. <laughs> um, it's a bad day today for the internet. Clearly, the weather outside, which has not been good in Darlington, by the way, completely fucked my internet. Uh, my fault, not Carlos. So just blame that one on him. Me, me, not him. Don't blame it on him. Um, there you go. He's just dropped out. Um, so, what do you think of Adam, uh, Danny? I think he's good, but... As we were saying before, they instead of reworking Hardnet, they just spamming it, right? So everybody now has Hardnet access, and I, I don't think that great idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hardnet is not really a fun ability to play against, and we were saying you have to consider it in every single list. So you have to have some auto wounds or some precisions or dragons. Get through this hardness spam that we are going to see even much more in the in these new new boxes. I think that's my idea. Mm. Yeah, uh, obviously hardened. We've talked about a lot, uh, but I do think it's going to become more and more present. Um, we'll get onto a, a combination here. Uh, interestingly, friend Pi has said it in chat there. Um, Adam is unkillable with warrior sons. Yes, this was the. This was the combo that was talked about from a seven-point unit. Um, what what do you think of the combination of the Adam Marbrand hardened and specifically Lannister Warrior Sons with their Battle Prayer ability? I uh, I was talking about him with some friend of mine yesterday, and I said. People complain about uh, expert duelists, right? Yeah. Especially on on Drogon. Yeah. Drogon is probably the, the only way to to deal with with him. You can just set out and then take away the hardened because hardened and and also iron resolve. Yes. So iron they resolve. both together are they're crazy. They're really really strong. Yeah. The- the combination, especially when we consider the the, the Warrior Sun combo, is a, a unit on a four plus armor and a four plus morale with minus one wound, and it's blocking at full ranks. It blocks yeah. two hits for free. At two at two ranks, it blocks four hits for free, and at one rank, it blocks six hits for free. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you genuinely tell me the last time? Where you had six unblocked hits on a four plus armor save? 
I think that the best you can do is with um, Belwas as a commander in the in the pikeman that you always block uh, four, I guess. Mm -hmm. There are three, yeah, four. You always block four. I mean, not always with the order. You block four. Yeah. Belwas is useless. Everybody knows that. I I think it's pretty strong character. Maybe it might be the strongest character for for Lannister. Mm -hmm. All the cards are not bad. There is one card that heals tons of wounds. That one is pretty strong in the unit that is pretty much unkillable. So you can heal like 11 wounds or something like that. Yeah. So actually, you bring up uh, the good point, uh, the Valiant example card that we see in the top right uh, that your face is nicely covering, uh, which is after Adam Marbrand's unit passes a morale check, um, all other friendly units in long range restore one wound plus one wound for each destroyer's rank that they have. Oh, sorry. Plus one wound for each destroyed rank in Adam's unit. Um, and then importantly, it says, and I do like this as a good thing in a card, it then says, then restore two wounds to Adam's unit. So you do it, you get the extra healing, and then you restore two wounds. This is um, very good in that Warrior Song combo. You're hitting, you're blocking six hits on your last rank. It, it doesn't block Hardened, because even if you gain one, one rank, you already okay. had the plus one with Hardened. So. Uh, it looks like uh, internet for Carlo has given up the ghost, so we're going to continue the rest of the episode without him. Um, which is a, a massive shame, of course. It's half the reason why people come here is to see Carlo react badly to things. Oh, sorry, well to things. So we'll just give uh, a Carlo unhappy face. Uh, he might be able to join us in the chat. Um, we'll see. Uh, see what any thoughts that he's got that aren't covered here. But yes. Um, yeah, so I mean, I... I think that that card is good. The combo is good. Um, Lash Out is always a good card. Um, you know, it's it's a fine card against certain th stuff. And Charismatic Leadership, which is very interesting. Um, this, to me, seems like something that a Baratheon uh, unit or Baratheon commander, something like Renly, could have really done with. Now we've obviously got um, his boisterous, whatever it's called, on Renly, uh, Lord Paramount. I forget the name of the ability, but it's uh, it means he's untargetable by a lot of those things. Um, wrong list. I'll find him here. That was it. Uh, boisterous charisma. That was it. Uh, and this is kind of the similar thing, right? Charismatic leadership. You perform uh, a morale test on the unit that's being targeted uh, by an order uh, NCU order sorry enemy order ncu or tactic zone and then you cancel it if you succeed the morale test and if they're in short range of adam marbrand they get plus two to the morale check roll um i i think this is a good card i like charismatic leadership i think it's good i think it's a, it's a commander all yeah. in all it's a very good commander I fully expect I, to see him played a lot. My feeling is that they are making like the they are they, they should give people reasons to use characters, right? Yeah. For, for, for I I didn't read all the books. I just stopped after two and a half because just because I didn't have time. I plan to do that when I will have time to and I will I plan to read them all. But I don't really know this character Adam Marbrat and never heard of him. And so maybe they 
maybe people will not use him because they don't relate to him. Anyway, he's very strong, so people will use it. So I think we are seeing many interesting characters as a background, as a lore, such as um, Rob King, King in the North. That he's maybe one of the most 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 likable character in the book. I, I love him, and he's not very good in the in the game. And yeah. instead, but people that characters that nobody knows, they are stronger, so they give a reason to play them. It's this kind of feeling. I think. Yeah, I might be wrong. I can I can see where you're coming from though. Um, and yeah, obviously you want the named characters to be good, but you're right that the Rob King in the North really does just it just kind of goes counter to that idea. Um. And uh, yeah, like making a commander that or a character that's lesser well known, uh, but but good, is an excuse to get the name more more widely used. Um, just so you know, Danny, uh, in chat, you've made Marwin very unhappy. Uh, he he's gonna go cry now because you said you just stopped reading the book. So uh... I I, ju I just read stop reading the book just because I don't have time. I plan to read them all because good. I'm. Is it that... I'm really busy at the moment, so <laughs> I, had, I had to, to I, let's say I didn't stop, I, I took a break. Took a break, That that's fine, I'm sure Marwin can recover that, otherwise he's probably he was probably going to not just cry, but have a mini heart attack as well. <laughs> um, Alright then, so um, the other commander that we saw uh, is um, Kevin Lannister, who comes with Lannister Supremacy in the same way that Tywin does, and Might of the Throne. Each time a friendly NCU claims crowns, you may replace that zone's effect with Kevin's Lannister units performs one attack or charge action. That's good, I think. Um, we'll have a look at his cards. And we've got Predictable Maneuvers, which is the same as the Free Folk version, which we already know. Seeing their flaws, which I believe is similar... Is that... Is seeing their flaws in the game? I'm pretty sure seeing the flaws is in their game, isn't it? Is that with one of the um Fargo or someone like that? I can check. No, Dario. Maybe I'm maybe I'm ignoring forgetting. I swear seeing their flaws was in the game. Um If anyone does know where it appears, uh, that would be amazing. I swear it is. But uh yeah, seeing their flaws. Uh whoops. Um which is, after an enemy combat unit completes an action, they become vulnerable and panicked. And you attach this card, seeing their flaws, to the enemy until the end of the round. And while attached, Kevin Lannister's unit is attacking that enemy. While Kevin Lannister, sorry. That enemy loses all abilities and cannot be targeted by friendly tactics cards. I, Alistair Commander, thank you, Alistair Thorne has it, um, is the other version. I think that might be pretty good. Because you can charge off crowns with Kevin. And I think that has power. It's not conditional. All the unit has to do is do something. Then you can punish it. Um, I think that might be quite good. And the other final card. The last of players everywhere to be happy about. Wealth of the Rock. Uh, when an enemy is performing attack dice, after rolling the attack dice, target the defender. If you control crowns, they gain plus two to the panic test. And if you control bags, they gain plus one to the defense dice rolls. And if it targets Kevin, you count as controlling both. 
regardless of which ones you actually control. Um, what do you think of those three? Those three cards together? I, I think it's not bad. I think it's not bad, and I I like the most um, the thing that he can charge and attack on on crown with the crown. Yeah, that's very Targaryen, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably why I like it. Yeah. But, so you know, with with the Lannister, you always want the crown, right? But sometimes you don't have a real use for it because if if opponent has very solid morale units, you you actually you are wasting the zone. But you want it for the cards, you want it for the for the units. Way you can do something else, and I think the idea of charging, charging and attacking on with the crown is is really nice, and and the cards are fine too. I think they are fine. I, I like him. Yeah, no, I, I think Kevin's good. I think um, I think Adam Marbrand might be better, so I think Adam might even be like outside of yeah, maybe Roos or something. Adam might be the best and uh, commander for Lannisters right now. Um, but I do think Kevin is a consideration, and I think that that's important. I don't look at him and think he's just bad. I think he has positives, and that's a good thing. Um, Lannisters are a bit everywhere at the moment. They haven't really got standout commanders outside of probably Roos. Um, let's have a little look at the uh, power rankings, just double-checking. I'm not going insane. But yeah, I do think that... Um, I don't think these will make it into playable commanders. I don't know if they're enough to bring the command the, the faction up as a whole. But I definitely there think they're a level to complete compete with Roos. So yeah. If I remember right, um, I don't know if it was the last podcast or the one before you were you were saying that one faction can be much, much better just with one good commander. Yes. Yeah. In this case, Lannister are getting good commanders one is pretty good and the other one it's, it's also not bad yeah so maybe maybe they they can get a boost with these two commanders maybe yeah uh obviously we know that lancers also suffer in the unit department but that's uh that's a discussion for another day um cool brilliant we'll move on to the last faction then we're nearly two hours in and we haven't even moved on to the important main feast of today god um and the last faction to cover is free folk and believe it or not i'm going to cover this quite quickly um so, we have number one, numero uno, is Brox Boar. Um, he is two points. Two points. Um, he is a three-wound solo. Uh, he does not give up victory points when he dies. Uh, he has a free cavalry maneuver. At the start of the round, if he's not within long range of Barok, the guy that you have to take to get the boar, he is destroyed. So he's a little bit like uh, freed men now in that style, I guess. Um, and he does not activate as normal. Instead, when Barok's unit activates, this unit activates immediately after him. So this is not a two-point activation. Uh, it's a it's an always-on ghost mechanic style thing. It'll be like the old skin changer bears. A five move, uh, say with cavalry. Um, a three dice on three plus uh, with sundering. And after it completes the attack, it restores a wound. And a four plus armor, two plus morale. Um, I think this is fine. Personally, I think this is fine for me. Um, I think it will be useful as a roadblock. Um, and and I think it's 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 another body for your your body cards that require things in short range. The other thing is it's a monster. So I did think about this as a unit that we'll see play. Believe it or not, in mag decks. 
because a cheap monster that you have access to uh, is something that is useful for mags cards. So, yeah, uh, I think this might see play. I, I'm not a fan. I don't think it's massively good. But it's not bad, and it has a place. So, yeah. Um, I think that maybe somebody in a while ago suggested that um, wolves would be like, like him. Yeah. One or two points, but they don't activate... They don't. They don't have their own activation. They just activate with the uh, with the unit. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's nice. And also, I have, I have a friend of mine who's playing free folk now. He has just starting in the last months playing free folk, and the idea of having boars and bears and mammoths and <laughs> all the circles around it's it's nice. I think it's nice. Yeah, and also we are getting like. Another character which I don't know, and I hope Marwin will not get a heart attack. But they want like the six skins or something like that. Baramir's I don't know if it, yeah. yeah. And I think he's, he also will bring like books or or something like that. And yeah. idea, I I love the idea. I really love the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Carlo's not a fan of solos, but I like the idea of it. You know, and it's not a it's not a thing that some people want, but I don't have a problem being the monster faction if that's the direction they want to go, um, and having interest, interesting monsters on and interesting beasts. Um, so, as we said before, it's it's a possibility to play the free folk in a different way, right? So yes. you can play like the spam, or you can play with the monsters, and you have different solutions. It's good. Like we we were saying about the same thing about Brand and Tully earlier, right? Exactly the same thing. Um, all right, then. So we'll move on to uh, the attachments, first of all. There are four in the box, not including commanders. Uh, we've got the Great Walrus at one. We've got Jon Snow at two. Jon Snow making it into Free Folk. We've got Mance Raider, Abel the Bard, uh, two. But he works in the same way that Mame Jamie works. So you put him in uh, another unit. And Barocca at two. Um, let's have a look at the abilities. So... The Great Walrus, one point, Battle Scars, Belwas, probably not good, move on. Uh, <laughs> no, I do think the Battle Scars has a play in Free Folk. Um, there are things you can do with coordination tactics to make this a bit more viable. And with Raiders, it's basically free. So the problem at the moment is whether I take this over Weeper. Uh, for one point at the moment, or a raid leader, or uh, a champion of bone, and I don't know if I do most of the time, but it's an attachment that you might take and has value and gives you an alternative, so that's a good thing. I don't think he's good. Um, any any thoughts on that one, Danny? They're giving they're giving battle scars to everybody. Not, yeah. Right? yeah, everyone's got battle scars. Yeah. Both Bell was at first, then Greyjoy, and now Starks with Lyanna and Free Folk with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, I don't love Battle Scars as, as an ability, but but before, yeah. uh, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of it as ability. I don't think it's very good. And me neither. Jon Snow uh, comes with Reckless Heroism, uh, the D3 wounds for an auto six when performing a charge. And Southern Knowledge, once per game, at the start of any turn, target one enemy in long range and line of sight. Until the end of turn, they lose all abilities and cannot be the target of friendly tactics cards. That is good. Um, 
I do think that Jon Snow will see play. I think Jon Snow is good. There's also another problem, which is why I think Southern Knowledge is good. As far as I'm aware, you can copy Southern Knowledge onto a unit that doesn't have it with coordination tactics. Use it on the unit that doesn't have it, Jon Snow in normally, and still have Jon Snow's version unused. So the fact that you could potentially turn not just one thing off, but three things off across a game is powerful. Um, it's it only turns them off for the turn. It doesn't turn them off for a round. It's not like it's going to be gone forever. It's literally, now's your opportunity to get them. I think I might play this in some form of elite free folk list that I'm trying to think and put together. And I do think this has play. I really do. Um, I want to turn off Adam Marbrand. That's probably then because we were talking about the two points attachments before, right? Yeah. And we said that it's hard to put them in a, in a list. But with Free Folk, it's a little bit different because Raiders, all of them, they, they pay one less for the attachment. Oh. It's still hard, but it's less hard. You know, you can make that, you can make that gap. Um, we'll come on to Mance in a second. Uh, Barok, um, the two-point skin changer uh, bloke, he comes with hidden traps, but he's got the old version of hidden traps, which I'm sure is going to get FAQ'd. To be the more modern one and it comes with stalwart now i actually do think that him as a two-point attachment is fine turning a unit of raiders with the torment buff in the manse list meaning that the stalwart plus two you lose war cry but gain hidden traps and i do think having a, a five-point unit of trappers basically on um a three plus morale inside the manse bubble is good I, I do think it's good i don't think skin changes are good enough in those lists, but I do think this is good. Um, I'm... Looking at, but looking at this old the traps order, I think that they fact in the, 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 the hidden trap. They have an FAQ for for the hidden traps. Be an FAQ also for Stark Fury, maybe for the for the Richard Stark uh, Car Stark. Was Hopefully, yeah. I really hope they do for Rickard's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah i think i think he's powerful too i play him i'm playing potentially john snow potentially barack i'm not sure on john snow really i think there might be some memes in there but um Baruch, how many points is barack two, two or one two points as well and he also gives you a possibility to bring the, the boar yeah i think act like without the boar even considering i think he's almost a direct replacement for Tormund in lists that don't necessarily need the tokens to go and kill stuff and aren't interested in that kind of play. Um, Mance Raider, Babel the Bard, is a two-point enemy attachment. And he comes with two abilities. He comes with camp followers. Each time the unit that Mance is in activates, it suffers one hit for each of its remaining ranks. That's pretty good, in my opinion. Um, the ability of Jamie. Oh, it Jamie is has a, a similar, similar ability. 
for Jamie, I believe. Um, Maimed Jamie has... Um, uh, they get minus one to hit from crowns. It used to be old Maimed Jamie, I think. It was the old yeah, yeah, the Maimed old one. Jamie. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, by the old one, yes. But it also comes with the turncoat ability of um, whoops, uh, Sabotage and Subvert. So once per game, at the start of any turn, your opponent may deal this unit one wound, removing the Mance model. If they do, they place one condition token on the unit, and it may, no, may not use orders or be the target friendly tactics cards this turn. So that's good. That is interesting, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I I do think that Mance two points will see play. I think the only problem right now is that man's commander is actually the strongest commander for free folk, so... Yes. <laughs> um, you cannot play him in a man's raider at least, so... I'm... No, exactly. Uh, I've got some things cooking up, I've got some ideas going um, for a list that is all in on a little bit of a meme, but if it... If things like Hardened and other similar effects keep relevancy in the game, then I actually think that a meme list that just does a lot of hits on stuff stops being a meme anymore. <laughs> um, because getting free hits on stuff that bypasses Hardened is good. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll come back onto that later on. The so, uh, Yeah, go on. The Jozno ability can be a counter for, for Hardened. Any, any ability. It's yeah, they lose all abilities, and so they also lose hardness. So, yeah, yeah John. they are giving us ways to go through hardness somehow. Yeah, which is okay. Um, which is okay. We'll see. We'll see how it works in Free Folk. Um, next up, we've got the NCUs. We'll go through the NCUs quickly. We've got Lady Dala, Mance Raider, and Jon Snow. Lady Dala uh, only appears in NCU. She's a five-point NCU, so competing with Steyr. Um, and each time she claims a zone, perform the following based on the zone she claims. So if you take crowns, you do the panic test and everything like that, and one enemy becomes weakened as well. That alone in Free Folk is a useful tool that has value. Um, bags. Instead of removing a condition token, so you're just getting the three heal, but you target one enemy engaged with the unit that you heal, they suffer one hit plus one hit for each remaining rank in the unit. Hey, free hits. Love it. Although I don't know if removing a condition token worth it. It probably is worth that trade-off. Um, I don't know if you've got to be able to remove it. Um, it is important that these are not choices. By the way, you have to do alternative ones that Dalla presents. Yeah. Um, and lastly, letters. Instead of drawing cards, look at the top two of your opponent's tactics deck. You may discard one of these cards, then place the remaining cards on the top of the deck. Um, that is good. Yeah. Card draw Especially... is... Yeah, go on. Especially if you have already five cards in hand. May happen, so you don't want to take the the letter if you have five cards in hand. You can use it and just control the the the, oppo the, the opponent deck. Yeah, 
Now, the thing I like about this as well is that you see the top card of the deck. You know what they're going to draw with one draw. And that's hand information. Hand information is useful. Um, you know, it gives you something that you don't have to worry about. Discard one card. Yeah, and discard one card, right? It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's amazing. I don't know if I'm going to take it for five. I don't know where I stand yeah. with it, but I do think it's playable. I do think it is an option to replace Steel. Um, five points. Always the same, <laughs> the same way. Confused at fives and at six are are hard to feel in the least. Yeah, and that's where the deceptive bard comes in because he's a six point NCU, and he has intrigue and subterfuge, effectively the Lannister card on a once per game stick. Once per game, when an enemy NCU activates, that NCU loses all abilities until the end of the round. Uh, that's fine, in like against a Wendemere maybe or a Tywin maybe, but Tywin's never going to use a Tywin bomb that isn't like the start of the round. Maybe a Kevin you can turn off now if people run that. Varys's stuff like that. I'm not so convinced that this is that amazing because it's a 6-point NCU, you're paying for that. His influence ability, while influencing an enemy unit, your opponent may not target that unit with tactics, cards, effects, or influence abilities. It's basically um, a different version of Baristan. Yeah, uh, an alternative version. Not being able to target them, of course, during the whole influence is more powerful than Baristan for that one-off. But um, but it is comes in at six points. <sighs> Again, the problem becomes here is that I'm running Mance Commander. So why am I running a six-point NCU that's Mance? So it's difficult. Finally, a four-point NCU, though, um, which immediately makes it more interesting to talk about. Jon Snow, Southern Discipline. Once per game, at the start of any round, you may search your tactics deck or discard pile for one coordination tactics or regroup and reform tactics card and at your hand, shuffle your tactics deck. Um, I don't know if this is that good, but coming in at four points, it means that you can consider him. And coordination tactics and regroup and reform are good cards. I especially like this when someone runs the Rattleshirt meme list where you're running something like uh, a commander of something like Steer in something and then Rattleshirt in his Bone Lord's Chosen as a 9 point unit and then including the Harmer's Bannerman in at 10 because it allows you to then go I'm going to take the Bannerman out and put any attachment in there at the start of the game by using this once per game ability straight away at the start of the game and I can just immediately put whatever I want into my 10 point unit and make it an 11 or 12 point value unit. Outside of that, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's, it's I think it's playable and also yeah. it's it's just not so people love him, so I think we will see him. Yeah. Exactly. Um I think you'll see play. I don't know how good he is, but I think you'll see play at four. Um the Great Walrus himself, though, affiliation, he makes his unit Frozen Shore, and he has Go Down Fighting, and Hardened! Hey, who would have guessed? Who would have guessed Hardened? Oh, dear. Um, Everybody's getting Hardened. Don't say that too loudly, 
uh, when not in public, when in public, by the way, everyone's getting hardened. Uh, that's a very strange thing to say, but it is true. Everyone is getting hardened. Um, yeah. So let's have a look at his cards. We've got Battle Endurance, which is uh, this is the same Battle Endurance as Elden's, not the same Battle Endurance as Grey Worms. So it's the nerfed version of Battle Endurance. Sad. Just melee. Just melee. Yep. We've got Frozen Shore Resilience, which others may know as um, there's someone else has got it, but it's the uh, shield that guards the realm of men, basically, um, combined a little bit with uh, fire that burns against the cold. So after an en when enemies performing attack dice, after rolling defense dice, target the defender. They may re-roll any defense dice, and if the defender is a Frozen Shore unit, they may re also re-roll any panic dice. It's fine for a card. It's, it's not amazing, but it's fine for a card. Um, Rerolling attack uh, defense dice is something we have seen before. Um, yeah. And then the walrus strength. When a friendly unit is performing a melee attack before rolling attack die, if the unit is a frozen shore unit, it gets plus one. And if you began the turn engaged with the defender, it rolls its highest attack die value. In short, it's kind of like. Um, what was the thing we saw earlier? The Brathian card that's not that good. That's appearing in Lannisters. Where are we? Not Lannisters. Appearing in Starks, isn't it? Jesus. Um, sustained Assault. It's a little bit like Sustained Assault. I think it's fine, but... Yeah, yeah it's Harden. So Harden is always, always a nice ability to have. Yeah. The one thing I will say... Um... Uh, the one thing I'll say though, his hardened is simply less effective because unit the best unit can go in is a four plus save. Uh, you can't put hardened in a three plus or a two plus save, which you know there are things out there that you can do that. Now a four plus save is still good. You know a hardened in fens is still good. Uh, we see that a lot. We see hardened come up in five plus saves and that's still good. Hardened is still good. Yeah. But it it does mean that. That's realistically the best it can ever be. Um, that doesn't make it bad, though. Um, yeah, any other thoughts? I like him, I like him. And I think I like the idea of having sub-faction on factions, so also in Free Folk. So now we have these uh, Frozen Shore sub-faction. I like the idea, I like the design. Uh, for those of you not aware, it's Frozen Shore Bears, uh, Frozen Shore Chariots. They're the only two things that exist in the game currently. Um, and of course, whichever unit uh, exists within uh, with the Great Walrus in. Um, I think he's fine. Yeah. I'm probably not going to rush out and play him lots. I'll play him, because I should play him. But I'm not super interested i'm not blown off away with it um it's just fun to get hardened isn't it yay <laughs> um and that's and that's the thing is that hardened makes him good and that's why he will be good is that hardened is good um and as carlo says in chat obviously hardened is bad when free folk have it according to mickey no hardened's not bad it's just that hardened has a cap in free folk um free folk don't need hardened by the way though um yeah, you, you 
can't run hardened and resilience necessarily. With walrus to walrus units. I guess you could have the walrus chief, clan chieftain inside. You could run Elden, I guess. In Free Folk. And you run, so Thens with a 4 plus save, 6 plus morale. With battle endurance on them. Which you play early. Then you have, like, Harmer's Bannerman in the unit. Um, and then you uh, regroup and reform a great walrus into the Thens or a um, uh, walrus clan chieftain, which puts them on iron resolve as well. So they'd be a four plus, four morale, minus one wound, hardened, go down fighting, resilience, um, hold the line. Taunt. Who gives a shit about Taunt? And they're a Walrus unit. Uh, sorry, a, a Frozen Shore unit. That might be good. Yeah, no, that might be you're, good. You're, you're playing a minigame inside the game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Who cares about the main game? I just want to... <laughs> uh, that is actually, now you think about it, that is literally build your own Stag Knights. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, they're an 8-point unit as well at that point. It's an 8-point unit. Um, even 9 points, technically. Um terms of value in terms of the list building so uh but yeah no that that obviously is good that is good that's uh that is value um yeah i think i think harden's good i mean harden's still good um and yeah it's just a it's just he's not mance that's the problem he's not mance yeah yeah so but he's mance right now no um Mance is obviously the best. There are commanders I do think that have a lot of play inside Free Folk outside of Mance, but he's just not Mance. Um, and I don't think he adds any survivability that Mance doesn't add. So I think oh, well. that that's a problem for for Free Folk because you wanna play Hulk, you know that the best commander is always Mance. Yes. Else it's less good. Yep. We'll see. Um I do want to play, I will say this though, and you'll hate me for saying this, I really want to play Battle Endurance on a chariot and then ram a chariot into somebody in like round six and be like, ah, so that's Sundering, Vicious, Crit Blow on uh, yeah. six dice uh, and three auto hits or something like that and just watch as somebody cries. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, again, sounds like a mini game in a game. Oh, it is. It's a mini game inside. There's all. This is the thing with free folk. You've got to play the mini games with all these stupid yeah. combos you can do. Not because they're actually good. They're, the combos aren't that good most of the time. But if they are good, oh my god, it's so worth it. <laughs> um. uh, anyway, that is it. Can you believe it? We've done two um, two hours and seven minutes. We've had Carlo uh, absolutely lose his rag with uh, with the internet. And leave for us forever. Uh, we've had Carlo also decide that Hardened is still good, and Hardened is still good. Hardened is the best. Um, it's been a wild ride, Danny. Is there anything from those three boxes, well, four boxes technically with the Carstucks, that you saw um, that you thought was good? Or like stand out to you? For sure, the, the two Lannisters, the new commanders, they're, I think, they think they're pretty good, especially. And not Kevin, the other one. Adam. Adam. And I like the bear, the the the, the boar. Mm -hmm. Because I like the idea of having kind of a circus. I like it. 
and I like the design for um, for Kevin and for Kyburn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they are that strong, maybe not. Like Lihana, Lihana for, for the Stark, I like her. She's good. I really hate Rob, and I mean, he's probably one of my favorite characters in the, in, in the book, mm-hmm. also in the show, but I really hate it. I think it's useless. Yeah, no, I... I... I, I everything read else was that's was okay i think it's okay yeah i ha- i have to say the rob the rob one i'll say it again like i read it and thought that's not good and then i turned it over and was like and it's five points and can't be taken in an edard list like that's just shit that's just terrible um I think the worst thing that is not even a commander. You cannot have him as a commander. Uh, as we said, he's, a, he's the king of the north, but not a commander. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. upsets me, really. Yeah. Um, I've just had a, a nice little message there from Weasel who says, uh, Charles, say he thinks the Warus actually has legs. Well, he does have legs. We've seen the model. That's a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, and I, 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 do, I do think he has legs, and that's because he's got hardened. I mean, it's as simple as that. Anything that has hardened is probably worth looking at as a potential, like, good thing. Um, the one is not probably Belwas. Yes. Well, you know <laughs> what? Belwas attachment isn't complete and utter trash like the commander attachment. It's... He doesn't. He doesn't have hardened. It's just the commander that has hardened. Yeah, that's what I meant. The commander version of Belwas isn't trash, right? It's just the, the only, then... <laughs> the, the only at... piece of the game with hardened that you don't want to take. Never. Yeah, yeah, because you look at his commander cards and go, "What yeah. the fuck are these? <laughs> yeah. that, these are trash." <laughs> um, I think he's the only person, and I do mean this. Like, I know there was debates whether Dario, Targ Dario, is better than like neutral Dario in Targs, and that was discussion. But I, I think, um, uh, I do think that. Uh, uh, Belwas is the only Targaryen commander that you take and actively make the Targaryen deck worse. And I don't even think the deck Targ deck is that good to start with. Um, it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay, but it's not good. Um, uh, so, I've actually had a question come through uh, straight away from Mikkel. He says, uh, Jasper, what do you think about TTS? And uh, is it something that you would play if you got the opportunity? Short answer, no. Go on, why is that? Not because, not because I don't want to play with, with everybody else. I, I really love to play with everybody in the game. Mm-hmm. But I really don't like TTS. I also talked with, um, I don't know the, the real name, but with Winter is Coming. Uh, Tom, yeah, um, Tom. He asked me to play in a, in a TTS tournament because they, they wanted to, to try out the new update and they didn't have any anybody playing with Targaryen. And I said, I am really honored to be invited to, to this tournament, but I don't like to play TTS. I never have and I watched a few games, but I really don't like it. I mean, you know, I, I have been playing games, not, not war games like this one, but just board games since I was eight or seven when my parents and the president from the our group they opened uh, a club mm-hmm. and i was eight years old so i started playing when i was eight and Good. i love being with people and playing some games and i love having new friends and meeting new people and 
that's basically it. And if I play online, I don't have the same feeling. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's I know right now I'm top one in uh, in Asovia stats, but I'm not sure I'm the best player in the world. Probably I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't think I am. And but I really enjoy the game, and I enjoy to meet people and play the games. And I really don't care at the end if I win or if I lose. Important thing for me is to meet people and to have a connection with people. And mm-hmm. I, I don't get this feeling with TTS. And you know what? That I understand. Fine. I understand people playing with TTS. I'm, I have nothing against it, really. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I do. I. Yeah. I think personally, from my perspective, I've talked about it before. I do think TTS is quite useful, and um, and it serves a purpose. But I do. I can understand the point you make there, and I do agree. That not everyone necessarily uh, enjoys it, and there's nothing wrong with not enjoying it. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, It's and as William says in chat, he completely agrees. Nothing is better than being in person, and I would agree. TTS is never going to be a replacement for playing like personal games, um, in-person games. It's just what you can do when you can't travel. for me, anyway. I see, I see a question. I see a question. What was the first game you remember playing at seven, eight years old? Yes, go on. You know, I can show you the the logo of our club, which is this one. And is that the, the comes house from? Books? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and it comes from Hero Quest. Yeah, it's the Hero Quest. Or one, from Hero Quest. So my my favorite game used to be Hero Quest when I was seven years old, and we played it a lot, really a lot. I, uh, I, I have to admit. We must be similar because I played exactly the same thing when I was. We actually have uh, back at my dad's house. I've got exactly. I've got the the original Hero Quest box, but he's got two copies of them, and then he bought Advanced Hero Quest as well uh, for all the extra miniatures. Um, so yeah, I mean, what a fantastic game to start out as. Uh, have you played the, the the remastered version they've just brought out recently? No, I haven't. Ah, uh, you should. Uh, I mean, it's the same game. It's the same game. They've just updated the models. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it certainly brought back memories. Um, yeah, fantastic, love it. Somewhere I have, a, I have a picture with Presidente, and I was seven or eight years old with long hair, <laughs> long blonde hair, and oh. we were playing Eurocast, and I was really really a kid, like seven or eight years old. <laughs> That's great. I, I love it. I love finding out how people start playing. It's it's always different, and it's always fun when you had the. Um, when people have like similar ways of starting, um, and yeah. like different games they played, but yeah, we also played uh, Battle Masters. Oh God, Battle Masters! Um, remember the one? That's the one. All I remember is that the one where you get the um, uh, it's two armies. You've got like a, a an Empire slash Bretonian army with an ogre versus. Orcs and goblins, or something, was it? Or no, the cannon yeah, versus yeah. the ogre. Is that right? The cannon versus the ogre. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the imperial army um, and the the orcs and goblins and like other things. Yes, um, and beastmen and chaos warrior and yeah, yeah. I think that that can be evil. Yeah, no. So interesting fact. I've actually got that upstairs. Um, I absolutely love it uh, when I was a kid. But um, yeah, no, it, that was one of the first games I remember. I was at a show. Must have been just after we've moved up north. So I was a bit about seven, eight, eight, uh, eight, eight, nine years old, I think. Um, and my dad took me to a wargaming show in Stockton nearby. Um, and 
you know, I was kind of like, I didn't, I was into games and stuff by this point already, but it was on show there, and some guy had put it on as like a participation game, and I went along, and I must have played Battle Masters like three or four times that day against different people, and I just like, I'd go along and be like, oh, no one's playing, I'll see if anyone wants to play. Uh, I absolutely loved it, and I, I actually, again, I've got two copies, I've got one here, and I've got one at my dad's as well. Uh, absolutely love that game. Um, but that was, again, a, one of childhood favourites. Oh, what a legend, Danny. All the classics coming out. Um, All the classics. <laughs> uh, yeah, it had the big giant map. Uh, it had the big map terror that you had to, like, roll yeah, out. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Anyway, um, it, ah, that was it. I think it came with a little uh, little tower, didn't it? That was it. Uh, a tower and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The trays, the green trays, and when you have the, the and miniatures the, and the flags in the corner. <laughs> the flags in the corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we're just uh, chatting bollocks now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, I've kind of just I've just selected the two most recent tournaments you've won, which was obviously the second House of Orcs event that happened. This was uh, last month, uh, start of this month. Sorry, uh, it feels um, like last month. Jesus. Um, this was the twelve player month, one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you want to just tell me about the House of Orcs group um, yourself? Obviously, we talked through the tournaments and things that you guys run. Um, but just tell me about the group. You mentioned it kind of starting up a while ago now. But go on. Yeah. The, the name of the club is, in Italian, it's Latana degli Orchi, which means the, the lair of the Orcs. Okay. And our club, we opened the club, actually, my, my parents and Presidente, they opened the club in 1994 oh wow brilliant and and basically that's it we have this club since 28 years now or mm -hmm. 28 years and we play there every monday and thursday we have a, a big group for italian standards because you know in italy, in italy it's not like in some other northern european countries we play a little bit less because People like to go out and enjoy the, the, the sun, and during summer nobody plays. So, yeah. Fair enough. But we have, a, we have a pretty group now. We are 15, 16 people playing, mm -hmm. and we try to organize normally maybe, let's say, one tournament every six or seven weeks, just by ourselves and maybe some player nearby, because we are, um, our, our, our club is in Viterbo, which is one hour away from Rome, so maybe sometimes somebody from Rome will come and join us. Yeah. That's basically it. No, it's cool. I um, have to say, I've been to Italy before. I've never been, I didn't get the opportunity to go to Rome. So I do want to go to Rome at some point. But now, I can go to Rome, and then just detour a little bit, and be like, oh no, I've ended up in this different Italian place. I better go check out if there's any stores nearby or any clubs nearby and just happen to walk in one day. <laughs> uh, Why not? Yeah, no. Um, Always welcome to come. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I'd, I'd love to go. I love Italy um, as a country. I think it's um, fantastic. Um, yeah, no, that's that's just from a, from a, from an outsider's perspective of like holiday making, right? And it's not the hot weather. Actually, yeah. it's nothing to do with hot weather. Um, I just went to some like random Italian villages and things like this and thought it was awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Um, uh, Christian says not all Italians like the sun. I'm guessing that's uh, I'm guessing that's someone you know. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the, the comment, but yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian is, yeah. is one from um, from my club. Yeah. <laughs> very good player from our club. Wow. Uh, okay. So, that's the club. That's your history. Um, now, you got into the game um, uh, semi by accident, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I, I've told this story to, to many people right, uh, already. And it was a couple of years ago, and we were having a a small tournament, like seven people, I guess, in our club. And there were seven, maybe nine, or seven or nine, I don't remember exactly. And they told me, do you want to play? Because we are not number, we don't want to do the buy. And I never played the game, I just read the rules and said, okay, let's play. I don't care, I can play whatever game you want me to play. And so the president asked me to play and I couldn't say no. I said, yeah, of course. And... He said to me, okay, which faction do you want to play? And said, which faction can I play? And the possibility were neutrals or Targaryens. So pretty easy to choose because neutrals are not a faction. Ah, correct answer. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so I chose the chose Targaryen and I just had um, the starting set. Mm -hmm. And I played the tournament and I got second. <laughs> so I say, wow, I'm pretty good at this game, and let's start. And the very next day, Presidente just knocked me at my door and said, okay, this is a gift for you. And he actually gave me the starter box. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So I, I had to. I had to start. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, and uh, someone said earlier, uh, or you, you said earlier, that someone challenged you to never cut your beard. Is this right? Is this the story uh, as a Dothraki? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Tauro, Tauro, last time he said, okay, because I, I wanted to cut my beard. I said, no, don't do it. Just cut your beard on when you lose a tournament, like the Dothraki style. So I don't have hair, but I have beard. So I said, just grow your beard, and when you lose your next tournament, you cut it. Say, okay, maybe I, I, can, I can go with that. So um, I will play. We will have a, a tournament in our club this, this, um, this Sunday, so I will probably play with Neutron, so I can cut my beard. <laughs> 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 well it, it serves you right for not playing a faction so uh <laughs> um, yeah no yeah no it's fantastic i love it um yeah fantastic um obviously uh you have won a lot of events uh as we kind of just alluding to in spain um in i was gonna say in italy but then you went over to spain and played against the spanish players over there in el rey and uh, en el norte um what did you think? How was it in Santander? Uh, tell us all about it, basically. The, the tournament was amazing. It was... I'm not... Um, I mean, I, 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 I've been playing since I was eight years old, as I said, but I haven't played a lot of tournaments, and the Santander one was the biggest one I've played. Oh, wow. And it was amazing. For the reason that I said before, I love playing with new people, and mm -hmm. I love meeting new friends and having fun with them. Now I, uh, I I frequently chat with Victor, the organizer of the event, mm -hmm. which is a, an amazing person, a really nice guy. And the event was amazing. Everybody was really, really happy with it. And everybody was really, say that, really, um, really comfortable. Like, no problems at all. And a very, very nice event. And I loved being there. Mm -hmm. All the Spanish guys that, that I've met, 
the table and even during the event. So yeah, I had uh, the, the possibility to talk a lot with uh, with Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark Bell, I think it's the, the nickname. Mm-hmm. A fantastic guy. He played the first match with First Lady, which is the the, the wife of Presidente. Uh, <laughs> which comes with us the tournament. Nice. And he was very nice player. I actually watched the game because mine ended in, in in half an hour, so I could watch the game. And he's a fantastic guy. And but really, all the people there in Spain were amazing. Mm-hmm. Also, also the French guys, the three French guys. We had a video at the end of the tournament. It was an experience. And I believe that the LGT in September, October will be even bigger and even better because the more the merrier. Yeah. That's that is the plan. I'm I'm really looking forward to the LGT. I I enjoyed last year. I look forward to last year's one. Um, and then I forget about it. I really do forget about this year's one. Um, so much I I don't necessarily think too much about it during the day. But then someone mentions it or someone says, "Oh, what about that thing?" And I think about it. I'm like, "Mate, there's going to be over a hundred song players in a room together. Like, I don't even care how well I do in the event." It's just going to be awesome going around and being in a room with a hundred other players playing the game that we like. And some of these people I've never met physically, you know, certainly the, uh, having the internationals come over. Um, we've got some returning internationals, I hope, with the likes of Vlad and people like that coming back, which is fantastic. You know, Blood Raven, um, you know, people like that who I really want, I enjoy the company of, they're great guys. And then there's also people like yourself and, and the, you know, Mikel and the Spaniards, some more French people. Uh, we've got some more Polish, I believe, hopefully some of the Germans. And it's like, wow, that's great. And this year we've got the, uh, hopefully the guys in the Netherlands coming over, right? Um, yeah. And all of those people who are all brilliant people in their own right, um, being together in a room, playing the game and celebrating what this is about and also having fun and getting to know each other and having some beers and what have you, you know. I can't complain that who cares about playing the game at that point? Do you know what I mean? Like the game is there to be played and it's fun and it's enjoyable, but really actually it's just being in the company of others, like you were saying before. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. I, I really, I agree with you on everything because I really don't care if I'm doing good or bad at the tournament. I really want to meet people and play the game with different people. And that's it. That's the biggest thing of the hobby for me why i don't play on tts yeah which you know goes back to the original question um yeah yeah no uh absolutely fantastic um so yeah the event there uh i wanted to just briefly talk about you uh obviously playing a lot of targaryens and specifically you're one of the few people that runs fairly consistently drogo in uh, what i would call a fairly traditional three ncu four combat list that drogo runs with um doesn't push the bat out to that five activation most of the time but it's the queen of marine you you mix it up there with the queen of marine list a lot of people don't play this style of queen of marine list um i don't know if you wanted to tell us a bit about it what your thought process is how you think it plays out give us some tips on how to beat you sorry did i say that uh... <laughs> but i I normally, when I think about a list, I, norm, I, I tend not to think about one single list. I tend to think about the two lists I want to play together, like yes. one in the opposition of the other. Yeah. And I like Drogo, of course, and and that's normally my main list. I, yeah. I like playing Drogon. And Drogo, sorry. 
and I normally try to pair it with something like more infantry. Drogo is basically, <laughs> I like to play him full cavalry or almost full cavalry. And, and so the, the second list was just, okay, let's try Queen of Mirin. I wasn't sure about it, I really wasn't sure, but I, I, I had to try and I also had to think about what can I, what I, what could I bring to Santander and whatnot. So I had to put like um, the the flight man in both lists so I can save some space, <laughs> which is pretty important when you travel. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And yeah. So the you know in Italy people think that Drogo is overpowered because I play him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, classic. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody, not, not everybody, but there are some people thinking that Drogo is the stronger, the strongest commander in uh, in, in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> and that's basically because I, I play him, and uh, they think, okay, you can't do anything versus Drogo. And when I see other people playing him, and I see that they don't do that well, okay, maybe you can win against him, right? Mm -hmm. Not that strong. I don't think it's OP. I don't. And I also think Targaryen right now, I mean, in the, in the previous update, they were pretty strong. Now they are, they are okay. It's, it's actually interesting you say that. I, I, I do think Targaryens have strengths, you know, and stuff like the Drogo lists weren't really affected by the changes too much. Uh, they're really near here nor there. So the same Drogo lists still work, right? But actually the big thing that I think affects a lot of Targs is the loss of Mother of Dragons, because let's face it, she's god-awful now um it's left a lot of targaryen players looking for a second list i think and a lot of them are trying these infantry heavy lists where they're going quite a lot of pikemen or trying the unsullied command uh unsullied officers in units of things like sword the swords and stuff um they're mixing things up with that second list a little bit and i haven't seen anyone else come up with a uh list pairing that they're happy with where it's something like there's the drogo list and here's another list um except yourself really you're the only one who's, who's had this kind of list pairing and it seems to be you know it's, it's almost the, the changes as you say haven't really affected this list pairing outside of you know the Tycho change has had to unfortunately lose your point in the drogo list um but yeah they used to play this kind of list before yeah and update i didn't i didn't play the eight points calorie and jora it was a little bit different i used to play it, uh two six points like one outrider and one screamer unit yes yeah uh now i don't know i i'm not sold on screamers i mean before they, they didn't change right they didn't change at all but before they were the only light calorie at six points that was their strength, I think. Now you have horses, you have outriders, I mean the, the, the Stark outriders, you have the um, Ranger Trackers, you have many, many six point cavalry. So I think they, the Screamers, just by comparison, they got worse. Yeah, like the relativeness. Yeah, I can see that. Um, interesting. No, no, interesting. Everybody else, I, I, I'm also not sold on these two lists. Like, I, I mean, 
it can be changed and I'm not 100% sure they are the best pairing possible with Targaryen's views. We're saying without... Uh, I I almost never played Mother of Dragons. I, I don't like the playstyle of Mother of Dragons, so even when it was a 1.6 version, I, I never played it. I never played her in 1.6 and I played her in 1.7 or 2021 just in one tournament. Mm -hmm. Because I, I wanted to try it. I wanted to try her. I played... That's fair. After winning one tournament with one dragon, the second tournament with zero dragons, I say, okay, now I wanna, I, I earn the possibility to play three dragons. So nobody will say, yeah, come on, you only win with dragons because I, I tried <laughs> with one, zero, and then three. Yeah, that's fair. But I, 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 I didn't like, I, I don't like the play style of Mother of Dragons, mm -hmm. and I would be curious to see how the Targaryens will be without her. We will see that now because we don't have her anymore, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that's very Even interesting. In 1.6, at the end of 1.6, I believe that Targaryens were the number one or number two with <laughs> the Stark with the Stark Wolves or yeah, the Stark Wolf spam at the end of 1.6 was the standout. Uh, Free folk had insignificant spam, which was another separate, completely independent issue that neither of them had good solutions for, but the Stark beat the Free Folk in that matchup the majority of the time, or more often than not. And um, Targaryens had absolutely jack shit and Mother of Dragons. <laughs> and Mother yeah, yeah, of Dragons was really good. Um, yeah, it was too good. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. No, like, people would go to events and they would take 12 infantry models in a tray, and three dragons, and like solo draw and some NCUs, and that would be both of their lists. <laughs> uh, and it was like, ah! Easy, uh, pretty easy when you travel. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it fits in a small bag <laughs> about this big. Um, yeah, no, uh, that was 1.6, and that was sad times. Uh, but that was also during the yeah. height of COVID, so no one travelled, so who cared? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Never played there. Never played the 1.6. <laughs> maybe one match. Maybe one. Yeah. But I'm not even sure. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's it's cool. Um, and it's interesting to see you run the Queen of Marine. I do think a, be, a lot of people struggle with her. You know, we only have to go on a quick look at the power rankings here uh, to see that Queen of Marine isn't doing well. Uh, she's now, well, fair enough, she's now on the second spot um, in the old, uh, the old rankings there. Um, and she has made, she was, did well for a period, but she's made a nice slow recovery up to a uh, decent win rate. But again, play rate's not particularly high. Yeah, she's only had uh, 160 games over the last kind of two years, a uh, year and a half, um, even, because we reset last year, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, I do think Queen of Marine, perhaps, I know a lot of people out there are I mean, and about these infantry lists or infantry style lists. So uh, I think there's a lot to learn from from looking at the lists that you run because uh, they're clearly good, as well as you being good, of course. You know. Yeah, but... As Christian said in chat, which you missed there, it's not Drogo that's OP. It's your, it's you that are OP. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks nerf Jasper. Nerf Jasper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Um, so. I also say shoot screamers be five points. Yes. I agree with Christian that a five-point cavalry would be wrong. 
darkness. I, I agree with Christian. Christian is, is very good at rules and very good with balancing. But maybe, I think that we're thinking that we don't have enough attachments, right? And we don't have enough two points attachments. I think that maybe we should see uh, what's the name of the ability though for the mercenary, for the Stormcrow mercenary. Uh, uh, for the adapt, adaptive, adaptive, something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we, we, can, we could see adaptive on some cavalry. So you still have to pay six points for cavalry, but maybe you can get something else, something more at six points. And you can see something different. Yeah. So we. Yeah, that that's not terrible actually. That's. Hmm. As long as it's not neutral. Please don't make a neutral Maybe. character. Okay. Why not? No, I don't know. Uh, I just don't like adaptive on neutral stuff because I feel like it opens up a bloody can of worms. See Rickon in <laughs> Stormcrow Mercenaries, uh, old one point six. Um. All right. Cool. So, uh, overall thoughts on the game as it stands, um, you know, people will say now that the game is relatively balanced from where it stands right now. Uh, Night's Watch, again, have been on a bit of an upsurge. Free Folk, uh, specifically, though, are a bit on downsurge recently. Um, and everything else is fairly stable. Starks have been not making the rise that people thought they would initially. Uh, they're still recovering a lot. Um, and Baratheons are now actually a good faction. They're positive and have been positive now consistently for a while. Uh, where do you think the game lies? What, what's your opinion on the game at the moment and, and how the game plays and, and your personal kind of like things you like, things you maybe don't like, that kind of stuff? I think it, now it's for sure it's more balanced than before. Yeah. Like this update was good. Maybe, maybe faction are still having some problems like Lannister for sure. They have they got pretty bad. All in all, I think that all the factions, all the the real factions, so well, we not consider neutrals. They yeah. are all of them are playable right now. Uh -huh. We still are not in the point that everything is fully balanced, and I don't think we will ever be there. Mm -hmm. But I think that now it's. A bit Good way, pretty good time to play the game. Of course, Nightwatch are still maybe a little bit stronger than everything else, even though they nerfed Mortal, but wrong. Mm -hmm. But all in all, it's much more balanced than before. Yeah. That's, I mean, right now we have Targaryens at 13 and Baraton at 12, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. I should. Uh, I actually got posted this meme, which uh, must have been from a moment where they were briefly ahead. So let's uh, just open this up so people can see this nicely there. Uh, look at that. That was a, a nice little uh, meme I got given, sent to me. Baratheons are slowly working their way up the pile. Uh, they did overtake yeah. <laughs> Targaryens briefly. Uh, yeah. They're coming. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, they are. I think they are. Mm -hmm. Which is good, you know, it's good to see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. I I would have hoped that Nightwatch, maybe they got a little bit less strong, let's say this way. Mm -hmm. Play, you know, playing with Nightwatch sometimes is saying boring, but it, it's frustrating. You cannot get 
the, the, the best out of, of, of your game. I, I don't know. <laughs> I Just... play a lot against Nightwatch because Power from a club that he only plays Nightwatch, so we we very often play together. And sometimes it's not that fun to play against Nightwatch because you feel like you have much possibility against them. Yeah. That's fair. You, you normally have to think placed just to play against them, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would argue personally as well. I think it's similar kind of problem that Free Folk have as well. I think that the Free Folk, you, have, you end up thinking about other things that aren't the game because they've got so many little things about them. Specifically, Mance builds have just got these little things about them that just makes them a bit miserable to play against sometimes, I think. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Fantastic. Um, now, uh, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm going to I'm gonna just quickly run through some of the other stuff that were run over the weekend. Uh, were you aware of the big French event that ran over the weekend? The big team event from France? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen something, but I, I didn't follow the event. Yeah, that's fine. To be honest. Um, they had a 38-player um, event in France. It was a team event um, where... Loads of games were played. Absolutely tons of games you expect. It is a team event. Um, so five rounds. Uh, so teammates pairing off with each other. And uh, Decipher, the guy I was literally talking about last week, won the event. Um, so uh, there is that. And he won it with Baratheons. And he won it with six activation Baratheons. Um, so really pushing the boat out there. Uh, and he did run both lists as a mixture of times. So if anyone is interested, there's uh, those available for people to go and have a little look at. Uh, it wasn't the only event that ran. Uh, we also had War of the Westerlands, which was won by none other than Sir Jacob of Glace with his Mance Weeper pairing. I don't think he ran the Weeper once. I think he just ran Mance every game. Yep. Um, and uh, he came first with uh, Free Folk. But actually, Baratheon's taking up second, third, and fourth spots in that event with Targaryens also in... Uh, in a three-in-one bracket. So, a lot of Brathians doing very well. Um, so, again, j- check that out if you want to. Uh, Ross, uh, the Targaryen player, runs a lot of Drogo. And he runs... Uh, he now runs the Unsullied Officer Stormcrow Mercs. But he runs the Jorah with the Veterans and uh, stuff like that. Um, bit different list to yours, I think. Uh, so, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Quarantine. He's, it says it should actually be 15, 20, 142 on his secondary points. Uh, they got re, uh, <laughs> reported wrong. I'm sorry, Decipher. I'm very sorry. Um, I will say this, though, um, on that note. Decipher did send me a nice little message, um, which I was going to share with people. Uh, most of the French TOs have started using T, uh, have decided they are going to use or hopefully will use uh, stats for future tournaments. Um, so for more visibility of French tournaments... Uh, I think a lot of them are going to move over. Um, and hopefully that's just because they, they enjoyed it a lot more. Now, the French scene do use a lot of T3, um, and it has been hard getting the uh, the French scene to use um, the uh, stat site as much as other kind of like uh, areas, like Italy and things like that, and Spain. But it really sounds like uh, the French are starting to pick it up and run with it a lot more, which is fantastic. Um, we'd love to see them integrated on there and Again, the communities brought together. Um, more games, more play. I'd love to go to the Master of Westeros uh, event in France, for example, when that next runs. Um, 
which I'm really looking forward to, hopefully, is another event uh, that's massive. That one was like 100 players last time, so I hope to make it across to that. Um, okay, uh, the other thing that we got mentioned, we've got to mention it, Adepticon ran over the weekend. Uh, it was a 16-player event, um, and it was won by Brett with his Night's Watch. Uh, uh, the guy who came, well, it didn't come second, but the guy who was on the top table with him in the last round um, was a neutral player running a 6 1 combat and combat unit versus one NCU list. Um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a very good player. Mark Rupp uh, has won Adepticon before. He's obviously a very good player in that region, um, running neutrals and doing very well with it, especially on a 6 1 split. Um, I was going to talk about the one NCU. Now, I'm no expert. I don't have the data right in front of me. So bear that one in mind on this one. 1NCU. Not particularly popular. Not a popular way to go. But it did consider, and uh, I don't love your ideas on this, Danny. Got a 1NCU list in the modern set of rules. And it allows you to take six combat units. And you're playing against lists that are two NCUs. Typically like a 5-2 or maybe even a 4-2 split. Do you think that this 6-1 split, by not having that NCU and just being willing to take the hit for another activation on the board, is actually worth it over the two NCU lists that we're seeing? What do you reckon? Yeah, you know, I, I always play with three NCUs. So Same. that's my, <laughs> yeah. my the standard. I always play with three NCUs and I have difficulties to play with two. Yeah. So I think playing with one is pretty hard. Yeah. And but if the, the, the meta will shift on the two NCU list, mm -hmm. maybe having one can be okay. Mm -hmm. You can have points or five points on the tactic board and then you have 35, 36 points on the the field is a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, some very good units, and know, even even in Santander, um, uh, the, the 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 French guy playing with with Stark played with six activation lists, mm -hmm. four two I guess I, I think yeah it was four two, and he got second undefeated. Mm -hmm. Or so I used to think that I've three. Units plus three NCUs was the way to go. Mm -hmm. Now maybe not so. Maybe the, the the game is shifting because units don't die that easily. So maybe even six activations, seven activations, they they do work. And having one NCU, if you play against three, can be hard. But if you play against two, people are are winning games. So mm, there must be a reason. Now, it's one of those things, obviously, sometimes certain lists, certain builds and things like this will prevail. And like, I don't have the data on hand right away, but it is something that obviously over large sets of data, you might find that three beats out two and two beats out one and, and one's just the worst. Right. But um, that doesn't mean it's like just categorically the worst in all situations. There'll be situations in which it shines. And in that two list pairing that you talked about so much earlier, Danny, about like, Maybe there's space for that in the second list. And that's 
kind of the point, right? Those low activation lists as a different look. We see here that the the the, the um, lists that Philip run, uh, Titus Polo, um, he ran uh, the Brindon All Cavalry list, something we actually talked about briefly earlier, as a different look. And yeah, uh, I can see why that might be winning games. You know what? It, it, it makes sense. Too. Yeah. And he ran it all at three and four uh, out of three of the four rounds as well, which is interesting. Um, I will say this though, Jasper. Right, you went to this event in Santander. You didn't get the opportunity to play the only other undefeated player there. Would you have taken the opportunity if it was presented to you? Do you want to play a final? Would you have gone yes, a hundred percent? Yeah, sure. I I also said it to to, to Philip, and he's yeah. probably coming to the Italian national, so maybe we we will play together in Italy. Ah, oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Um, it's one of those things you always like, certainly if it's international and not being able to have that decider and being like, okay, which one of us is the best then? <laughs> and uh, and having that matchup. No, I look forward to that. If that matchup does happen, I really hope we get a, a lovely report from it or something because I, I, I will look forward to it. Um, yeah. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to run through today? Uh, I, I just wanted to, to talk briefly about the, the Italian Nationals. Yes, that we'll of course. During the weekend. Yes, I forgot that that was uh, announced now. Right, yes. When is it? And, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be on May the 21st. Yeah, fantastic. Cool, and look at that lovely piece of oh. prepared everything during the weekend. And when I say we, I mean I. <laughs> I prepared <laughs> the, the graphics. And everything on the on the um, on the on the website, and we launched the tournament at I don't remember it was maybe 6 p.m. and by one hour we had 13 players that got the the, the pre enrollment. Oh wow! It's amazing. And after less than one hour, sir from Spain contacted me and said, "Okay, we are we already bought the flight. We are coming. Three people. We are coming <laughs> from Spain." Wow! Amazing. Which is amazing. And I also see that Mikael previously said that if Spanish can raid the Italian national, and the answer is yes, of course. I would be happy to welcome you in Italy. We're playing in Modena, which is in the north of Italy, and we are playing into an exhibition show, which is the biggest exhibition show about tabletop games in Italy. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. That's actually also in the support of Simon. It's officially the, the Italian Nationals, and I hope it will be a great, a great event. And we used, we already have three players from Spain and one from France, and I would love to see somebody else from from abroad, like from from the rest of Europe, like other people from Spain or maybe from UK, maybe or Germany. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I, think we'll I will. Uh... Very very nice. Yeah. Um... Oh, it's making me want to look. I nearly, uh, I nearly, I'm, I'm nearly on the edge. Um, yeah, no. You know, uh, there's always we, we talk with Carlo, and there's always a spot for the invitational. So well, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's another thing. Yes, there is an invitational for the London GT for the uh, the invitational event happening there, uh, up for grabs for the winner. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. And I didn't realize I. You know, when you just said there, happening at the uh, the play festival in Moderna, um, is 
huge. Obviously, that's that's a lot of exposure for the game in terms of in front of people who are there for the show and things like watching the game. And uh, if we, if, you know, and I, I really do wish you all the best of luck, Danny, running a 32-player event for that because I think that if it goes well and it works well and you get the publicity and everything like this, I think you're going to draw people into the game, which is exactly why we want to appear at these big shows, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what we did, did also last year. Last year we had the first nationals in uh, in Modena play as well. Yeah, it was pretty small because we were, I don't remember, 13, 14 people, not many people playing. But you know, COVID was still in Italy at the time. Yeah. Now it's much better the situation, and but many people just passed by and on the. The tournament was on Saturday, and we had some demo demo plays on Sundays. Many people passed by and started to know the game, and then we we started to to make it bigger, like having having tournaments and talking with people, chatting online with on, on Facebook and on WhatsApp. We have an, an Italian chat, and we talk <laughs> a lot about the game every single day, and oh, people fantastic. just fight each other all the time and saying that what is OP and what is broken and everybody else. I'm, I'm glad it happens elsewhere as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Obviously, you know, one of the things that myself and Carlo really enjoy doing is looking at what happens around the world. Um, you know, Carlo built the site, he put a lot of work into doing this and really hoping that a lot of things kind of would come up and people would use it. Um, and I've enjoyed chatting with people from all over the world, be it, you know, Spain, Italy, like yourself, uh, French, German, Polish, you know, you name it, like talking to them about their experiences with the game and seeing these communities, which, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, pre-COVID and things like that, I, I, I didn't know anyone else played the game, you know? <laughs> um, so it's fantastic to, you know, actually interact with the, the communities there and find out like you're saying there about these events that run and that you see the benefit of um which is lovely you know i absolutely love it when you talk about that um so yeah it's uh it's really nice to hear that it's going well um yeah just makes me happy don't know what else to say about it really. and, <laughs> and me too me too uh, and as i said that uh, i like playing with new people so the, the more the merrier really because mm. If I have to play always with my teammates, and uh, we play basically every week, we play once or twice a week, mm, and that's fine. I, I love to play with them, of course. Mm -hmm. but meeting new people, having big tournaments—it's a thing you can do in in this game for me. Mm -hmm. and winning or losing is not important, and I can say that just by uh, being number one now and. Having won a lot of tournaments, but it's not important for me really. The, the most important thing is to meet people and enjoy their company and share our our ideas about the, this hobby. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. That is great. Um, I will say that I really hope you hit the 32 player limit. Yeah, I noticed last year you obviously mentioned about uh, being like 13 players and smaller yeah. event things like that. I am really looking forward to hit that 32 player limit. If you know, if we can, you know, and yes, COVID no longer a thing. That's obviously a big thing. But if you can say, look, here's an event that ran last year, late on into the year. This, that, and the other was still in place. This dirty, 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 bad, bad, bad. And we ran the same kind of event like about eight, nine months later, and 
we got like over double the player numbers, mate, hundred percent. Um, that would make your event bigger than than what we're seeing at Adepticon this weekend, um, which is massive as well. Um, no, I really hope this goes really well. Um, and you've got two months, right? Give or take. Two months. Two months <laughs> from now. Yeah. Uh, is everything ready for players, it? But... Have you got everything sorted yet? Yeah, yeah, everything is sorted out. We just need to fix some details about prizes and something about with the with the um, with the with the show with the um, the play stuff. Mm -hmm. That's basically everything is sorted out. Just very small details and already um, we we already put because I'm not gonna be the the TO of the tournament mm -hmm. because I I intended to be at first I wanted to be just the TO and be the referee of the tournament but many people ask me no come on i want to play with you if you make the TO, I, I, I cannot come to the tournament and not play and not have the possibility to, to play with you so presidente would be the the to this time mm -hmm. and well, yesterday no not yesterday on, on saturday we put everything back together on on, on the web page so you, you can also find the basic information there mm -hmm. and in i hope by the end of this week we'll put a Else on it, or even all the rules for the tournaments and everything. That that basically is the official rules, of course. But you will also see everything else, every details. Cool. Is there a website uh, that people should go to for that? Is it just on the Madonna Play website, or is it uh, on your own? No, it's gonna be on our website, basically. Cool. On the House of Orcs, yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Fantastic. Um, feel free to to drop a drop a link over to me when you can for yes. that. And, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I didn't put it now because I still don't have the, the file completed, but yeah, I will complete fine. it by the end of this week and I will put that online. Yeah, fab. And we, we'll obviously share it around, around people as well so people can see uh, where it's going and hopefully get some more international people going across. Yeah, I hope <laughs> um, so. I hope so. So, yeah. Um, well, Danny, uh, I will quickly run through the other tournaments coming up, of which, of course, you know... Uh, as is always the case, my job uh, of the week. So um, we have got uh, a TTS Cup happening uh, this weekend on the Saturday um, in Leipzig in Deutschland. That might be online. Other people might be able to get involved. That might be the one-day thing where they're playing lots of games in a day. Um, we have uh, an event happening in Santander uh, on the same day. Uh, so that's another 16-player event there in Santander, Spain. We've got uh, an event happening in Poland. Where would we be without a Polish event uh, in uh, uh, Podwal? Uh, probably butchered that. I do apologize. Uh, Raklaw. Um, we've got another event on Saturday. Another smaller po a Polish event. This is in Pruszkow. I've probably butchered that one. We've got the Clash of Members. Uh, kind of like an event that happens every month down in Chelmsford um, in just Essex, uh, UK. Uh, we've got the House of Orcs, Volume 3 happening uh, uh, this Sunday, uh, Danny. Um, yeah. And you're going to win it, right? I don't know. <laughs> I want to cut my beard, so... You want to cut your beard? All right, so run neutrals. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, no, that's fantastic. I really hope. Uh, I'll, cut, I'll obviously follow along online um, and see how it goes, see how it all goes up. Um, and that is it for this week, uh, believe it or not. Relatively light week, and I say a light week, and that's what, one, two, three, four, five, six events, and it's a light week. Wow. Um, that says you how many events we've got going on every week. Um, so, yes, uh, that is everything we've got running. Uh, Danny, 
thank you very much for being here with us today. Uh, okay, Carlos problems. Um, Carlos problems with the internet meant he couldn't be here for the whole time, sure, but uh, we haven't really lost anything. Not anything that anyone misses anyway, right? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry not, not having a possibility to chat with Carl, but maybe yeah. we will do that another time. Hey, you know, he's always online, I'm sure. If you drop him a message to have a chat, I'm sure he'll have an opportunity to be there. Yeah. Um, as always, Danny, thank you very much. Uh, I really hope your events run really well. And any last words, say them now before I say goodbye to everybody. I hope to meet you all soon in Italy or in the, in the Nationals or in France for the Nationals there or London GT. I will be there. So, Fab. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, just over the three-hour mark. And so huge thanks to all the people there. We nearly hit 70 viewers again this week. So uh, people clearly enjoy listening to us somewhat rant on about random stuff. Um, and thanks again to Danny for turning up and sharing uh, his view of Santander, House of Orcs, telling us all about that. So uh, huge thanks to him. And of course, thanks to you guys for watching. And we will see you next week. Same time at the new weird time thing. See you later, guys. Ready, aim, release! Anyone see my mammoth?